Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Muck Pod. Uh, today we are doing a book club special on a new book written by Muck Putty's own Chelsea Fioridi uh, called Project Naught. Uh, we're here with. Have I said it wrong already? You said Chelsea. Did I say Chelson? Yes. Okay. Did I really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a bit. I was really into it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> We've done five minutes on trying to pronounce people's names right. <laughs> you fucked up on Chelsea? Somehow, Chelsea tripped me up. Chelsea Fioridi. Hello. Whose name that I know. Hi, Chelsea. Hello. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, you're the author and illustrator yes. of Project Nought. Yes. We're really excited to have Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. You know, the elusive room that's next to our office mm. that I've never been in. Welcome in. Yeah, First you. time guest. We also have returning guest uh, Matt Howarth. Kia ora. Uh, expert complimenter. We thought it would be good to have on, oh, nice. on this podcast yeah. to uh, discuss that's something. a good description. Yeah. That's your that's your secondary role after yeah. background. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course, who's here with me today as always? I am Simon Crane. Oui. I am an animator here at Muck Putty. Excellent. And, and how uh, are you, Josh? I'm I'm better than I have been. Oh, I, yeah. I I just I'm just getting over some food poisoning, which is fine. Nice. It's always good. N- not, you know, spreadable unless you eat the same thing I did. Yep. Can't time travel. So. No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, nice segue, Matt. Wow. Hey. <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh, we're here today talking about Project Nought, uh, which is uh, Chelsea's graphic novel uh, released through HarperCollins. Yes. Harper Alley is the imprint. And uh, is that like their graphic novel uh, specific? I can't imprint? tell you. Okay. Um, sh- that's, probably. That's as far as we know. <laughs> I think it's mm. like young teen imprint. Probably graphic novel related. Right. Um, is that sort of the um, is that the market demographic that uh, that HarperCollins is marketing Project Nought towards? Yeah, I'd say it's about twelve and up. Mm. I would put it more towards teenagers, but the book often lands in the kids section in bookstores. So what Ooh. can you do? Yeah. So, but when you were writing it, you're thinking teenagers, though. Yeah. I, it felt like teenagers to me. Yeah, yeah. just like, due like, to or the YA or. Even you know, yeah. Yeah. themes and implications, a little bit of language, but nothing uh, sexual or gore yeah. is in there. Yeah, no hardcore oh, yeah. kind for kids. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it has popped up in the adult sections of some. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like up to right? the individual store. If they look at it and they see a comic, they'll just put it in the kids section. I think that's yeah, really true. cool yeah. though, that it could end up. <laughs> it kind of could float from any, which shows how broad the demographic potentially could be. I think it's yeah. great. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, we should probably um, do a little synopsis of the book uh, before we uh, discuss it. Chelsea, mm-hmm. you, you've probably uh, given this general nutshell of the book many times. Would you mm-hmm. be able to? Uh, briefly sum up the book for us yeah of course um the book is about our main character ren he's from the year 1996 and suddenly he wakes up 100 years in the future and he's told he has to be part of a time travel exchange program and he has to stay there for six months and he's going to be studied as a part of a university program um where his memories will be wiped at the end of it and along the way, he meets people, he starts to develop feelings for his student guide, Mars, and yeah, things get a little complicated along the way, you know, they might they might trip over a couple of conspiracies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they uncover, um, yeah, there's romance, there's action, sci-fi, tribal goodness. Yep. It's a lot of, uh, lot of fun genres all sort of blended together, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, from, you know, 
big, uh, you know, worldwide intrigue to, you know, interpersonal relationships and stuff. Mm. Really, really fun. Um, we wanted to talk quickly about sort of the, um, the inception of you doing comics. Mm -hmm. Um, was it 2015 when you started uh, producing web comics? Oh uh, yeah, that was when I launched my first web comic, Rock and Riot. Mm -hmm. uh, I did start Project Not before that. I planned to launch that first as a web comic, so that would have been 2014. Um, right, but... so the idea has been knocking around. Yeah, 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 for a well. long time. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just this. And why of... did you go at Rock and Riot then? Um, I tried with Project Not first, but the scope was just way too big okay. and difficult for being so young getting into comics like i i didn't really know how to write such a large story right. um the pages were really complicated to draw and i just got tired after like four pages so mm. i switched over to rock and write which was a lot easier um, right it is something that um young artists come up against yeah. often which is the scope of my ideas yeah. are too yeah. big for what yeah. i'm able to make by myself yeah that would have been mm. the eight year epic <laughs> yeah. uh, how long did rock and riot uh take you to uh, that produce was, that was just two years so right. that's pretty short in terms of online web comics most people will go with their epics mm. so i was yeah. pretty happy with just the little 200 page story i could wrap it up wow. and so, so that existed online before it did in print then is that right yeah um, i i self-published that series along the way oh, sweet mm. um, um, Rock and Write is really good, by the way. Oh, it absolutely! It's one yeah. of my. I read it years ago, and it's one of my favorites. Thank you. And also, like, it works really well. If you pick, if you had to pick a first graphic novel or comic to work on, Rock and Riot has a better format, I would mm. say, like more episodic. You can yeah, it worked better for online because yeah. it was just like very easy to swallow. I guess yeah. like there's nothing the readers need to learn or pay attention to they can just enjoy what's there yeah. as it comes out and so that made it really uh good for online like kind of gaining popularity in a good way i think it's very fluffy yeah it's, yeah. it's set in the 1950s it's about a bunch of teenagers wanting to go to prom and um we can cut this out if you don't want me to spoil it but like the the fun reveal along the way <laughs> is you discover oh all the characters are queer yeah no yeah, you can yeah. leave that in this right right <laughs> it was really fun i was very <laughs> charmed by it <laughs> um and so then you picked up again with uh, project not yeah. after um, Rock and Riot was complete. Yeah, so one of my readers was actually my current agent um, on Rock and Riot, and so she reached out to me after I finished the webcomic, and she was like, "I think you would do well in publishing. You know, if you want to team up, work on a pitch together, pitch Rock and Riot or something else." Um, and so yeah, I was pretty excited about that. And was this while you were still in animation college, or yeah? Wow. Yeah, I think I finished. Rock and Riot after I graduated. I think I'd been working for about a year when I wrapped up that comic. Um, so yeah, that was when the transition happened slowly from webcomics to graphic novels while I was starting working in animation. Yeah. And so, so you're studying animation then, or, and working animation. What was it? What was it that drew you towards doing graphic novels and comics? I just kind of kept coming back to it. All right. Um, I always enjoy planning stories and larger projects just as a hobby. Yeah. Um, even today, I was just kind of looking back through Google Docs and I found an older story and then I got really excited about it and started planning the <laughs> logistics right. of mm -hmm. producing it for free, you know. It's just something that I always really love and coming back to. Because of your drawing skills, mm -hmm. you, you don't think in terms of just 
like writing a novel, it's always going to be a graphic novel. Yeah, it's right? like what's the visual yeah, yeah. style going to yeah. be and what's the gimmick? Well, you'd be leaving a lot of your format? skill on the table if yeah. you didn't use yeah. it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to um, skip too far ahead, but I, now that we're on the subject, I'm kind of curious. Um, Project Not has always been an idea that you've had sort of in your back pocket that you've always wanted to tell. Yeah. Um, so you do have other ideas that you're hoping to uh, develop? or oh, is yeah, it yeah, heaps. I've cool. got my next graphic novel in the works in like the scripting kind of stage. Oh, fantastic. And then I'll put together a pitch once that's done and send it off to my agent and then hopefully we can take it further. Um, but I always have like smaller ideas, whether it's just a paragraph that I've written or a character that I've drawn that I would hope to expand on one day. Right. Um, those might be where I try to just step back as the artist and just be the writer Ooh, or just oh, right. be behind the scenes aspect of it just because I enjoy the Ooh. story creation aspect. Would that be a case though, like if you had a different, someone else illustrating your yeah. comics, you'd be pretty involved in that. Yeah. It's just, you're just not going to sit down in the chair and actually do the drawings yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. I'm sure you'd still do all the character designs and all yeah. the frames. So yeah, you'd just I'd like be to directing be involved. It. But also more of a collaborative process because it does suck for artists when they get hired to be the artist, but they don't get the freedom mm-hmm. yeah. uh, or like... Nobody wants to yeah. be hired to be a wrist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, not just the machine, you know. The artist has a lot of creative ideas, too, that they can bring to the table. For sure. Um, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about sort of how you juggled work-life balance, because as long as you've been working here at Muck Putty, we joined at the same time to work mm-hmm. on the same project, you've also been working on Project Nought and have had to devote a lot of your time to working on the project. Mm-hmm. And I know, I hope you don't mind me bringing it up, uh, there's also been like some some physical strain Mm -hmm. from working on the book yeah definitely um so i imagine that the idea of having some more help on a second book would be really appealing yeah Mm. um so with the work like life balance um when you get published the publisher will give you an advanced amount of money and that money is what they expect you to make in the future in royalties so you don't have to give that money back out of your own bank account but as your books sell the publisher pays themselves back through those royalties Mm. and then once you've earned out is the phrase you've earned out that advance money then they'll start sending you royalty checks but with that initial lump sum of money um i don't mind sharing it if you guys are curious yeah it was thirty thousand us wow um but they split that in half they give you half up front half when you finish the book. So really I was working with 15,000 US dollars to spread out across two years was the initial plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also had some savings that I did burn through a bit. But with this money that I set aside for myself, um, I was able to take two days off work a week. So I worked three days a week at Putty, and then theoretically two days on the comic. And I would pay myself, like, an allowance out of the money that I had. Gotcha. It didn't yeah. all just go into savings. It was, like, a salary yeah. to take time yeah, off from Yeah, like a future salary that I'd sent myself back, like, a hundred bucks mm. a week just to help with covering rent and food. Totally. Yeah. But also, that's a big credit to you because a lot of people couldn't even plan out for mm. that. That also shows because Chelsea is so good at 
planning. I'm a big planner. And, yeah, but it's, it shows like it really is helpful because I don't know a lot of people who would get a lump sum of money like that mm. and then be able to plan out two years oh, of their straight life. Straight to the casino. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Well, I probably should have invested it, you know, but I don't know much about investing. No, I think what you, what you did was incredibly responsible. I think it's exactly what you needed yeah. to do, which is cool. But again, not a lot of people would do that, to have the foresight for that and also then to actually act on it is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I'm working on a kid's book, and I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a much shorter scope of project. It is, yeah. and I have to say, having done a bit of work, you know, illustrating for a book, where I'm doing one drawing per page, approximately 35 pages, <sighs> looking through this, it was like... Obviously, I enjoyed myself, but I was also like getting exhausted just looking at all the work, every yeah. single page. Um, amazing layouts, complicated um, arrangements, creative arrangements of mm. panels, lighting, backgrounds, many, many characters, crowd scenes. It, it was just, it was startling. Um, <laughs> you've got to be proud looking back um, five years later on just the accomplishment yeah no it looks great honestly i'm proud of it you should because i put a lot of work in um there's the period where you just finish and you can't look at it because you're like oh (laughs) it's just you know you see all the mistakes and everything and what you could have done better um all the earlier pages looking much worse than the later pages but looking back now i've had enough time that i can appreciate it for sure oh that's good news (laughs) and uh how have you found working uh, with a publisher, just broadly speaking? Um, it been a, you know, obviously there's an element of pressure because uh-huh. uh, you're being given deadlines that you know they would like. Um, here's when we'd like the book released and that sort of thing. But yeah, they've been supportive as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah for sure. Um, publishing is actually quite liberal on the deadlines and things like that. Um, Because, I mean, it's like everyone's going through it. With the pandemic, everyone certainly went through it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were very kind with deadline extensions and things like that because at the end of the day, they can't force you to deliver the book. Like, if you you haven't written, finished it Mm -hmm. or drawn it, it's kind of out of their hands. They can't come over to your house and beat you up. They'll they'll give you the extensions. And I guess it's kind of a sunk cost fallacy for them. They're like, well, we've already... You've already gotten this far. We want we want you yeah. to continue and have a finished product that we can sell. Yeah, they don't want to kill you in the process. Well, I was going to say, and like you like you mentioned, potentially the physical strain. If they were to mm. push you further, let's say you damage your wrist really badly, yeah. you can't work on it at all. Then they've got you know they've sunk their project completely. So I'm sure they have to be kind to the one person producing all this work. Because that is the other thing. I don't know how many author illustrators there are in graphic novels. I know there are there are can think of a few but it's still like a big job for that one person to do both those jobs yes yeah. yeah very what impressive ca- what kind of feedback do they give you i mean like or do they give you any feedback uh yeah uh there was a lot more feedback during the scripting process because right. that's more what they know mm. yeah. um you know tr- traditionally editing novels and things so they go through um so do you have like one editor that you talk to, or is yeah, there there'd be one main editor, okay. and then there'd be a line of like editors outside of the scope that I've never even talked to that do read the work and go through it. Ooh, um, right. So the main editor will give you all the feedback on structure and pacing and plot points, character arcs, things like that. Um, Does it help, or is it? Oh yeah, no, yeah. it is very helpful. Yeah, because um, it... otherwise you're kind of working in a vacuum. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're doing the whole thing yourself. Yeah, you get a bit of a self-confidence beating when you get so many critiques, <laughs> but, you know, it's for the best, and it does make the story better when you do try and implement the notes. And uh, they were, and they, uh, how were the publishers and editors in terms of, um, if you ever had to push back on something that you disagreed with, a note or something? Oh, yeah, you can push back yeah. if you want to. Um, you do need to take the time to consider, is this the best note you Mm -hmm. know like maybe they are getting it wrong but it's generally best to like just wait a minute sit back for a day think on the think on their note like if it's not immediately you will want to disagree with them (laughs) and be like no you just don't get the story you don't Uh get the characters but just like wait you can even try it out um i would try out the note before i disagree with it see if it does make it better reads better you know kind of compare the two options um and if it's still I don't want to make the change, then I can just say I'm going to step this note. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, um, I was also kind of curious: were there any, were there any major um, sort of plot changes once um, the actual illustration was underway, past the scripting stage? Oh, can't say there was. We did really refine it during the scripting stage. Yeah. The only things I would edit along the way. Uh, I would just make little line changes because perhaps something didn't fit in a speech bubble. Right. Um, when you're scripting the comic ahead of time, you don't have the art to like compare it to to see if it works. Mm-hmm. So that was a little difficult, trying to get a script like nailed down before it even started on the drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, because things can change. You know, you have to think about page layout, uh, where speech bubbles are going to go, which character's talking first can change a lot. Um, so I did make little line edits along the way so it's a little annoying because the publishing process wasn't like ironed out for graphic novels graphic novels are pretty new for a lot of publishers um so they wanted to have the script like locked in before i started the art but then i would have to change things along the way so they would have to go back through and re-edit the changes that i'd made always having people um reading through it all over again just Mm. to make sure i hadn't made a new mistake yeah right The, the few times that I've ever done comics, it's the hardest thing is re- remembering to put in the speech bubble oh, yeah. and trying to cram all those <laughs> yeah, words yeah. in. It's so easy to, when you're typing out a script, to go real wordy. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I also need to fit characters' faces and yeah. stuff in here. Yeah. And all the logistics of making sure that like it's clear who's speaking when mm-hmm. in a conversation. You're sort of imagining like the the camera, as it were. Yeah. Does all that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot of work. And it's a different language as well. Like we, We'd be used to like working in movies, mm. um, whereas a page has to flow a certain way. Like the car- mm. You want to see where the characters are looking and things like that. Oh, is, yeah, that's you know, something. Um, like crossing the line, is, is that a thing in comics? Do you know the way? Yes. It, is it? Yeah. 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 What, the, the camera sides? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do think about that sometimes with a character. You don't want them facing one way and then facing the wrong way because you flipped the imaginary comic camera yeah Yeah, yeah. um but sometimes i get around that by having characters speak through like a reflection oh right Uh, yeah sometimes i've utilized scenes where there's a mirror in front of them yeah and because one character needs to speak first but they're standing 
to the right of the、mm-hmm. character, so there's speech bubble. You don't want the speech bubbles crossing over. Yeah, yeah. So you do need to sh- shift the characters、through. around. There's a lot of yeah magic. But also as well, you want to consider the like the flow of a person's eye as they're reading.、Mm. Slightly different to the、mm. experience of watching a movie, isn't it?、Mm. So. Do you think that you're because obviously you've been working in animation a lot more since you started like Rock and Riot, let's say. Do you think you've applied those skills, like looking at? You look at a lot of storyboards now. Do you think you've、mm. managed to apply that to Project Nort? Because I look at it and I think it's really cinematic. Yeah. yeah. Do you think have those skills sort of? Applied? Yeah, I used a lot of storyboarding inspiration for certain panels,、mm. um, especially any panel that I went wide with. You know, basically had a standard screen aspect ratio panel yeah, yeah. <laughs> where I can utilize.、Uh, Some sort of inspiration from a movie with like a, a、mm. nice wide establishing shot. Yep.、Um, but yeah, there's a whole like、um, range of new shots that you can work with within comics because there you'll there'll be really tall panels, there'll be diagonal panels, you、yep. know,、mm. splash pages and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Um, I was curious. I met. Were you thinking at all during the scripting phase about like the pacing of this is when like this is all the information that will be on one page? Because as I read it, there are definitely pages where it ends on like an exciting dramatic thing, or like even there'll be a setup. <laughs> then you turn the page.、Yeah. Oh, there's the punchline. Yeah, when I'm scripting, there's too much to think about. Sure. <laughs> What's gonna what page is gonna be what? I'd have general moments where I'm like, this should be on a page turner,、mm. where the section will end on one page. You turn the page, and then boom, that. Big thing happens yeah, the first、nice. thing.、Mm. Um, it's yeah, but yeah, it's too hard to think about it、uh, as a whole overall. So when I'm going through and thumbnailing,、uh, drawing out the the rough pages,、mm-hmm. um, then I can kind of squeeze and stretch time. If I know there's going to be a page turner coming up, I might just spend a bit longer on one page or make the panels bigger so that it takes longer just to make sure that that page turner can happen.、Mm-hmm. When it happens,、mm. yeah, I think it's great. I had one more question. I know we're jumping around the pipeline a bit,、um, but going back to、uh, when you got your agent,、mm-hmm. um, and then you probably had to pitch it to a publisher.、Yes. Is that right? Were you able to use like the web comic as a proof of concept, or did you create a whole new pitch from scratch? Ah,、uh, the only time the web comic was used was just kind of. An example that I know how to market myself, or、oh, that there、okay, is、yeah. an established audience. So、yeah. it was—it's just kind of a footnote that's mentioned, like it did get this many readers on、yeah. Tapas. So you know, these readers will be interested. It's in probably worth、comic. saying that you did because I read the、um, graphic novel as well. Or,、mm-hmm. uh, sorry, the web version as well,、mm-hmm. and there are changes. So it is worth saying that you did. It's not as if you trans—it's not as if you reused the panels. Yeah, nothing was reused. Yeah, yeah. you started a hundred percent fresh. Obviously.、Yeah. Main character beats and stuff are、yeah, the same, but there、yeah. was quite a lot of changes. Yeah, so oh yeah, we should probably establish yeah, yeah. after Rock and Riot. Yeah, I worked on Project Nor as a web comic、ah, for yeah, a、okay. year. I yeah, I didn't know that. When, when, when we when I、uh, yeah. joined at Muck Putty and I finished reading Rock and Riot, I did. Went on and read the first bit of、uh, Project North、yeah. as far as you had gotten. And yes, this was on tap. Yeah, I worked on it for a year. I got one chapter in, so pretty much the same amount of stuff that happens. In one chapter in the graphic novel,、mm-hmm. but I entirely redid it. I didn't have an editor back then, so it was all rewritten, repaced,、mm. redrawn. Um, I'm curious. Um, so you 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 got as far as the first chapter.、Mm-hmm. When in that process did the possible offer of a、uh, a publishing deal come in?、Mm. Did you decide to leave it at the first chapter? I was getting 
pretty burnt out on the webcomic. Mm. So once I finished that first chapter, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break now. Mm. Um, but I still had my agent kind of on the back burner. Uh, like, we were signed together, but there's no obligation to actually move forward with the project if I don't want to. Mm. Um, and I hit her up. I was just like, I just want to try pitching it as a graphic novel. Um, you know, what would be the process for that? And so she sent me some example graphic novel pitches. You Ooh. just have to make some test pages, write a synopsis, talk about market and research, you know, a bio, character bios, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, we worked on that pitch together for about nine months, and then she sent Oof. it out to 17 different publishers wow. until it was picked up. Right. That's amazing, mm-hmm. though. I mean, as someone who sees a little bit of the behind the scenes of trying to sell a TV show, to be honest, 17 isn't even that much. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. If you can... <laughs> it didn't even get to 20 and someone said, fuck yeah, awesome. So <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great. Uh, what's the motivation of doing a webcomic? Do you get paid for that? Uh, you can get paid. Uh, the websites... There's there's multiple different ways you can get paid through it. Okay. Um, the websites like Tapas or Webtoon, they may pay you to be a premium comic okay. or like an exclusive comic. So if it's popular. Yep. Okay. But that's very little money right that would be like a minimum wage and more suits people who live in countries where the dollar is worth a lot mm-hmm. right. less i'm not right. sure yeah. economics terms yeah, yeah, I know you, you know where a u.s dollar would would go a lot further yeah right um so that's kind of how they can keep their model running okay basically um or you could get paid through ad revenue if enough people are reading it yeah. um or you can market yourself at patreon Oh, right. Enough okay. Friends. okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Well, you know, That's merch, cool. print sales, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Other ways to supplement the yeah. income from tapas. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But was it nice though to kind of then start talking to a publisher and, and, and <laughs> I mean to, to know that you're getting a, a certain amount of money in yeah. doing this yeah. work? A lot more money would have been pretty. More, nice. of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 30, That's true in most cases. Yeah. Thirty yeah. grand is definitely the low end for web comics uh, yeah. uh comics i know people have definitely gotten a lot less um but i think for the scope of work i think it should have been like 60k minimum. i was just about to say i mean yeah. they, they definitely for 30 grand they I, got a hell of a deal I, yeah. I think when you it, it usually sounds okay up front but then once you're done looking yeah, back you divide and, you, it. and you do the math yeah. of yeah, how yeah, many yeah. days yeah. you worked oh. you go yeah. Mm, let's not think about those yeah. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Taxes and yeah. agency fees. And, but a, a, yeah. a different beast and probably nice to not be worrying about mm. um, constantly keeping viewership up. Yeah. Top us, yeah. You know? It was nice to afford the time set off from work. I'm like, okay, this is definitely designated comic time. I definitely went over those two days a week. You know, I worked a lot of evenings and weekends. Um, but it was nice having that dedicated time so I didn't have to work full time at my job and then come home and work yeah. all my spare time on a comic. Yeah. Did you have a moment when you're doing it where you kind of thought, fuck it, I don't like doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I hadn't got myself into this situation. <laughs> or was it a joy all the time? I mean, like you say, you were working evenings, you were working weekends. Mm-hmm. To me, that sounds like you were like you were pretty motivated to do it and you were enjoying yourself doing it. motivated. Can't say I enjoyed it all the okay, time. Okay, okay, yeah. But it's more just from discipline yeah um and to get it done right you just yeah kind of wanted I just that wanted out to, your life I wanted to yeah. get it done. Yeah. Uh, me i'm working on a book at the moment as mentioned and uh yeah i've been through the exact same thing where um th- there there were definitely times where i was like 
thinking, I, I don't want to do it. I want to call them and say, no, thanks. Yeah, I've actually yeah. changed oh, my mind yeah, yeah. because the work's too much. Um, did, slight, did, the, did you get an advance for your... I did. Would I you did. have to hand that back then? Is that, I think, is that, I think that would I think yeah, that would be think, how it would work. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, you persevere. And um, whenever you're stuck, you just think about how much you're going to enjoy having the project done. Mm. You know, it's Emily Dickinson's quote. I, <laughs> I hate writing. I like having written. Oh, right. that's so true. <laughs> yeah. And um, also, yeah, I, for my book, I didn't uh, take time off because I thought, well, it's a smaller workload. It's 35 single page sure. illustrations. For the second book, I did ask, can I have more so that mm -hmm. I can take time off from work? Because I think it's the smarter way to do it. Because yeah. constantly stealing time from yourself uh, you know, your evenings, your weekends to work, to work mm -hmm. a second job, you know, you, you draw, draw all day at work, whether it's animation or backgrounds and then coming home being like, right, time to do more drawing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it can be pretty tiring, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I find that tough as someone who does lots of freelance work anyway, but particularly if it's your baby, if it's something you actually want to work on, if it's a story you've developed, mm. it's like you, you, you feel like you can't drop it. You feel like you've got yeah. to keep going. Honestly, that was yeah. one of the harder things, and maybe you felt this way also, because it's the first thing that's going to just have your name on it, mm. both in terms of story and the illustration. You're like, this has to be the pinnacle of what I can do right now with my art. Yeah, basically, because... I, I did think about that a lot with like I know I could I could put less effort into it if I wanted to um, and I know that there are a lot of barriers put up in front of me with how much I can theoretically do you know there's there's money there's time there's workload I'm this doing this solo pretty much 90% 95% solo um, but when someone picks up the book and reads it they're not gonna know that mm -hmm. uh, and they'll they'll compare it to other published works and yeah so i didn't want that to kind uh, of and you're going to be your own worst yeah like, critic anyway, yeah aren't you? yeah like, like you, you can't phone it in for your own thing yeah the reception you'll been very see it good. Yeah. yeah right oh, that's yeah. good yeah yeah, yeah. well uh, as a reader um i just went through it again last night in preparation for this and uh yeah i was really surprised how um I was impressed by how immersive it was. Like, it really felt like I was walking around in this world of, um, what is it, 21, 22 uh, New Zealand? Yeah. It was really, it was. it's a really fun world to step into, you know? All the backgrounds are, it's like you're there. Cinematic, you. like Matt said. <laughs> yeah. um, do we want to talk a little bit just about time travel stories in general? I'm interested because you've said you're not like a big sci-fi or time travel necessarily mm. a fan of that genre but you must have seen some time travel stories you're you're aware of the concept enough to be like oh i have a fun twist on that yeah i mean i'm more of just like a if i come up with a story idea it doesn't really matter what genre it's in mm -hmm. uh whether it's a genre i like i just i just want to work on the story mm. um i remember having an idea for a time travel love story well, you're going to say, I've heard this before. I'll get there. <laughs> uh, a time travel love story where the two are traveling in opposite directions of time. Oh. So one meets when the other knew mm -hmm. them and then it works in reverse mm -hmm. until the middle point and then the end where yeah. it's the opposite. Right. Yes, it is a Doctor Who storyline. I didn't know that. Yeah. And honestly, it's also, it the, it's also the lake house, right? I can... Yeah, it probably is. It seems like I hadn't seen these things. Yeah. If you did that, you'd probably do it better than Doctor Who did. We'll see. I'm just... Maybe I can redo yeah. it. Yeah. But I also yeah. think that that's why the story to me stands out, is it's not a bunch of like tropes or a bunch mm. of references. It's not like, 
two genre pieces combined. It's, it, not, it's, it's not. It's not like the the move the easy movie elevator pitch of it's this meets this. Yeah, yeah. which is really good. Like yeah. the fact that it's not the Notebook book meets Back to the uh, Future. No, I, I have, to, I have to comp it though when I'm pitching it. I have to yeah. come up with like it's this meets this, but I literally can't think of anything that it's like. It's yeah. very difficult. I know, it's, it's, a shame, it's a shame that that's like a downside in pitching, because I know yeah. that I found the f- same thing as well, where it's like, it's an original idea, damn it! There's, like, there's nothing I can say that it's like, and that should be this amazing thing. And yeah. it's, it's did, they, did they end up putting any, um, did they? Did HarperCollins like, do any of those comparisons they in, their, in their... And I hadn't read any of the things that they've compared it to, <laughs> okay. so I can't say whether yeah. it's like those things. That's I think so much they were more saying impressive. It's, it's like... Some books, um, like Kiss Number Eight meets Sunbeam. Okay, I'm like I haven't read these sure. books, so sure you could be making those up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, I really liked the um, the just the concept is novel. It makes you want to pick up the book and read it. Time travel exchange program. You're like, ooh, neat. Yeah. I thought maybe part of the reason that the idea might particularly appeal to you is that like um you get to imagine all these future fashions. Mm. I sort of remember you like putting together like Pinterest, uh, yeah. like boards for inspiration when you were like coming up with the world yeah. in the very early stages. Yeah. You know how you look back in time of how people envision the future. Yep. So how fifties people envisioned 200 years in the future. It looked mm. very fifties. Mm. Totally. So I started yep. this story in 2014. <laughs> so it looks like a 2014 future. <laughs> Where it's very Tumblr fashion inspired, and it just kind of never got changed. Um, but you know, now now because we're more Y two K style, I guess my comic has come back around well, to I looking was, more. I was going to ask why why nineteen ninety six is that when it is? Uh, yeah, I just picked that year because that's when I was born. Oh, I was going to say that's yeah. what I wondered. See, I was like, I knew it was your birthday. I year was, was I was almost wondering if it was because it means that. Uh, Ren would have no no real interaction with like digital technology mm. just before that cell phones yeah, tablets yeah, yeah. 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 yeah but also you're right it's like as far as their fashion goes like the 90s fashion is so in right now like it's yeah. so on point yeah. Yeah. The, the timing of this the fact that because those designs you're right they are the same ones you sort of did in 2014 to yeah. a certain extent particularly yeah, yeah. for like the 90s people yeah and it's so like in fashion right now yes. it's, it's great I really I, liked that when I was reading it I thought especially with Ren I thought man you had nailed his fashion I, know. I, I, I didn't realise that he had such an interest in that and now that makes sense because it was one of the things that really kind of stood out for me when I was reading it so yeah, yeah really really cool yeah I do like how the 90s fashion matters manages to contrast with the futuristic fashion in the graphic yeah. novel mm, I think yeah. it worked really well no Definitely. it works good the and baggy I- versus tight you know, skinny jeans versus <laughs> baggy pants. So good. And I love some of the grungier looks too that you yeah. brought. Uh, it's, it's really cool. It reminded me, slightly different, but speaking of like looking forward to fashion, like when a movie is set in the future. Yeah. Um, Spike Jones's Her. I recently just oh, rewatched it. Me one too. Of, one of my favorite films. I love yeah, it. So we, good. we were talking to Alex Zakowski about oh, really? it because we were having a big AI chat. Amazing. With him. And it's a really good one because it's just a little bit in the future. Yeah. And fashions are slightly different. Like, clearly mustaches have come back into fashion. <laughs> but I, I think that they actually called it too soon. Because right. I think that fashion is going to be... I think it's going to be 100% on point for, like, maybe even a year from now. Mm-hmm. Not, like, 20 years from now. Yeah. Do, do you know what I loved so in, in her? The, the, and two of the characters, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character and one of the other characters, were wearing a pair of pants that were quite formally cut. Mm-hmm. A little high on the waist, Ooh. right? Right. But the material was like, um, like uh, tracksuit bottoms. Oh, so it yeah, was like, great. like kind of 
casual form. Huh? And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and such a tiny little detail. Mm. But I... I really appreciate it. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really yeah. liked how it like wasn't too utopian. Mm-hmm. Everything was comfortable, but everything was like there's like an element of badness. Like the city is like really uh, the air quality's bad, so people wear masks everywhere they go, yep. and they go on countries like they go to uh, on vacations outside of the city, yes, where the air's cleaner. Yep. And just like the the um the really colorful way they like set up their offices with all these colored panels yes. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun. Yeah, the color design in that movie is... He yeah. clearly loves yellow and orange. <laughs> he sure right, does. But, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and even the simplified phones, I think it's very similar yeah. to what Chelsea's done mm-hmm. in this, where it's like, I really like that the phones are almost like these glass screens, but uh, there's still like some flip phone versions yeah, yeah, yeah. to it, I really do. I wanted to say, like, um, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it when we actually start discussing chapters of the book, but like, did you... Is this a case of like you saw this um, being like prototyped or something? The phones yeah. that actually fold but yeah. are a fully digital screen. Oh, I mean, that just came out and I okay. just felt like doing it. Okay. Oh, that's okay. Great. The, the Galaxy Flip, I really want one. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. As far as timelines, too, because we mentioned masks, again, we're going to talk about this later, but mm. later on in the book, there's some uh, characters, some people running around with masks on. Mm. Is that something you added in in the last few years, or was that always going to be in the no, design? Oh, that actually almost got edited out Ooh, uh, for reasons, you know, where yep. it's like, there's a couple of things like that, because you work on the comic for so long, yep. you're bound to run into something that is a bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, uh, too close to real world events, and the discussions do get brought up as to whether to cut it or yep. change it. All right. Yeah. It, it really sucks that masks period have become politicized because <laughs> in the book it makes perfect sense they're the uh not to spoil things but yeah. there are characters in like a clinical laboratory yeah. setting yeah, yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. wearing yeah, masks yeah but they are seen as the bad guys and i didn't want to make <sighs> right. masks oh, look bad interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 because yeah. we've even come even in some of our shows where it's quite cartoony still but yeah. you know having airport scenes and we just had some characters in the backgrounds walking around with masks mm-hmm. we were like this would be cool and people were like no take that out we don't want people being reminded of that and we were mm-hmm. like hang on it's not as if masks are going to go away from now yeah and they yeah. shouldn't <laughs> no you don't yeah. you don't want people to be reminded of reality <laughs> yeah very bizarre hmm. yeah it, it's it's often you know so much with producing a piece of art as um it's as much about when it's released as the story itself you know how it mm. how it fits in is it the right time for it but i think there's a lot of things in the book that make it a very timely and exciting book that people are really gonna um eat up Ooh. have you been getting have you gotten have you read a lot of reviews uh i read yeah i do I don't seek them out. Yeah. If it's on a page like Goodreads or the Amazon review section, mm-hmm. I try not to look at it because I don't want to accidentally stumble upon something that wasn't meant for me to see. Okay. Because, you know, those are places where consumers are reviewing for each other. Mm-hmm. So they could be like, do you want okay. to buy this book? Um, so it's like authors shouldn't be forcing themselves into those spaces and then getting mad if they see something they don't like. Wow. Um, but I do read reviews that my publisher sent to me. They'll be the more, like, trade reviews. Sure. More, like, magazines and librarians and things like that. Um, sending through, like, more professional reviews that are aimed at booksellers and mm. other librarians. Right, so um, it's less less someone's opinion. And yeah. It's, it's more like someone who's... Yeah, but honestly... Probably knows a little bit Everything I've seen about. has been really good. I do yeah. get tagged in a lot of reviews and i'll read them because they tag me in it and they're always good mm-hmm. yeah really nice. that's a surprise yeah, yeah. no there's no yeah, surprise yeah. there yeah. at all i think the only thing that generally i hear the same um opinion on is like 
they'll just say the pacing was too fast at the end. Like that's that's literally the only oh. thing that I hear, and I'm like, that's a pretty good. Uh, that's great feedback. that just means we want more huh. yeah yeah, 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 I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like pacing is probably the nicest thing to be critiqued on because it's like that's it everyone has that issue sure yeah yeah, yeah totally it was but you know if, if it had have gone on longer then they would have said oh it could have been cut by this many pages yeah, yeah you know? it's always, it's always but also subjective. it turns into like an action story at the end of like it was too action-packed at the end I'm like, <laughs> that, that's not a bad review that's a good one i like mm. that um, also, um, I wanted to chat a little bit quickly about, um, just the way you've been promoting the book, because mm. obviously, um, you know, your publisher is going to do its fair share of that. Um, do you know, have they like, how far does the publishing, uh, go with their marketing? Cause obviously they have a lot of books to represent. Mm. I imagine they're putting like it out on their socials, but it's among other books as well. Yeah. So publishing will have their secret tears within the publishing house of Mm -hmm. this is our biggest book this is the one we're going to put on billboards you know get them on good morning america all these sorts of things Mm -hmm. put them in every store um they'll pay for stores to put the books out front you know in huge stacks it looks very Mm. big and important those will be like celebrity memoirs or like the latest big hit ya romance Mm -hmm. um things like that and then they'll have the middle tiers which they do a little bit of stuff for they'll pay a little bit of money for um but like nothing too extravagant and then they'll have the bottom tier of books where they'll release it but they really don't do anything for it mm-hmm. they'll they'll <laughs> send it out to some reviewers and like put it on their instagram like once mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. that'll be it have you book. have you seen any like promotion for project north in the wild uh i would say i'm probably on the bottom tier for okay. Collins. um jerry due to a lot of factors i think mm. there was um I was initially published under Houghton Mifflin Harcourt, and they got bought by HarperCollins okay. during the process of making the book. Um, right. So Corporate yeah. mergers, eh? They yeah, just take you by surprise. Terrible. <laughs> um, because of that, a lot of workers left. You mm. know, editors were resigning or getting fired, let go. Yeah. There's also unionizations within HarperCollins. Mm. Um, so basically, I ended up with a completely new team by the end of the book. Oh, None wow. of them were probably too stoked to be working with me because it was just I, more work on their plate. Basically. Right. And I, it's also maybe like the executive mindset that yeah. you hear about. Like if I didn't like approve or greenlight yeah. this project, then it's less of a priority yeah. for me. Yeah. Which is so a shame. I, I did pretty much just try to take marketing into my own hands mm-hmm. um, because I didn't really expect much. Um, so I managed to hit pretty well with tiktok and reels reels especially were crazy on instagram yeah um mm. they did really well for like my pre-order campaign i ran it for just about a month yeah, um wow. so i could have gone a lot longer but it did really well and i was able to get the book in front of you know hundreds of thousands of eyes nice and even if they don't translate to immediate sales it'll hold with them down the line that if these people ever do go into a bookstore they might see it, recognize it, and be more inclined to buy it. Mm-hmm. So the goal there is just for that kind of trickle, uh, hopefully down the line it'll pay off kind mm, of vibe. Right, right. Because yeah. when, yeah. when you go into a bookstore, there are lots of books that yeah. you've never heard of. Yeah. But if you've heard of it, if you've heard of the author, maybe you're more inclined to pick it up, leaf through it, and mm-hmm. decide, I yeah. want to get this. Yeah, I recently tabled at a convention called Overload, mm-hmm. um, and I had my books out on the table. had so <laughs> many people walking past that were like, oh my god this was all over my instagram feed and i'm like yeah that was probably me Um, putting it all over your instagram feed it's like a they they think it's 
it's like the appearance of a really good marketing campaign right, behind right, one right. thing when really it was just me like putting out like 10 reels in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, they just don't notice it's all coming from the same account, so we're good. Yeah. But, but it shows that if it, it yeah. works, if it works, like yeah. if it's coming from one person, it's the same as if it comes from like a multi-million dollar marketing team. Like yeah. you did a great job, clearly. If people are noticing it in New Zealand, walking around and going, yeah. I know that book. I, I um, I, I came up and I picked up some um some merch from your table. I don't know if you recognize me because I was masked. Oh no, up. I did recognize you. Did yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there was like a queue because there were people like yeah. wanting to talk to you yeah. about the book. Yeah. Um and how much they liked it. Yeah. I ended up picking up some cute merch of Polaroids. Yeah. That you did, <laughs> and I recognized all the moments from the book that they came from, except for one, which is like Mars at like a club, like a yeah. rave. Yeah. Is that yeah. like a flashback or? Uh, that was set before the book. I thought um, so. So did you know I actually run the Instagram and Twitter for? Mars? Yes, I yes. did want to talk about that. You yeah. have like a in-character um, yeah. social media so that profile That was Mars's Mars. New Year's party okay. of 21-22, just mm-hmm. before the the um, events of the book happened. That was like the New Year. I posted right. that on New Year's. It's all like in real time. Yeah, really yeah I like that. Like when yeah. I was going through it, at first I was just thinking, oh, these are just fun, cute, like almost sort of non-canon they could take place anytime moments mm-hmm. of mars going on summer vacation and mm-hmm. stuff but then it slowly begins to happen like in the uh events of yeah. the world and it was just a lot of fun i liked like mars was having like a lot of mars quote unquote was like yeah. having lots of interactions <laughs> with people in the comments yeah which i think you know really draws people into you know this is my good friend. Yeah. I want to read about their adventures. Yeah, I've started to get a few people come across the account who don't know it's from a book. Oh. It's very funny. <laughs> like, I'll post some very inside knowledge thing about the book from Mars's point of view, and people are like, what is going on? Can someone actually DM me because I don't know what's going on? What is this, like, ARPG you've got yeah. going? <laughs> this is some deep lore for your OC. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that's some cool, like, viral marketing. That's, like, yeah. some old school stuff from back yeah. in the day. I think that's great. Yeah, that's probably... I think that's been the funnest part of making the comic, yeah. is doing, like, a canonical Instagram account. Yeah. That's pretty good that you do... You, you can open up a dialogue with yeah. your readers, and, and I mean... Were you doing it before you started making the actual book because of the the webcomic version? Oh, I did run a Mars Twitter back in the day. Right. And then I remember it that. petered out because I stopped the webcomic and then I just kind of rebooted it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But this is a way that I can give post-comic content to people who sure. really wanted a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just continue their lives on Instagram. Yeah. And then they can see glimpses into the characters' lives and what they would be up to in a more. theoretical sequel. Yeah. When, yeah. You've, when you've got like a cute idea for a drawing or something yeah. that might happen, you can do it that way. Yeah. Much easier than a whole other comic. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a sequel in this? No. No? You <laughs> want to do something new. I something could, else, if, yeah. If it randomly blew up, got a Netflix movie adaption, you know, <laughs> right. and they really wanted another book, and, you know, it was a million dollars, I could... I could fudge a sequel. Sure. <laughs> I hope this happens. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll talk about it after the Chapter 5 um, discussion. Yes, I do <laughs> want to talk about that. Um, well, I think that's a pretty good um, general bit of chat about the book, how it got started, the influences and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, do we want to jump in and actually talk about the book chapter yeah. by chapter? Yeah. Uh, if you haven't read Project Nought already, this is the time to jump off because it's going to get spoilery yeah. from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pick this up at most major retailers. I got mine at Whitcools. I know it's on Mighty Ape. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, HarperCollins will carry it. And it is available internationally. Yeah, Barnes & Noble, Waterstones, all the good places. Probably local indies. You know, you can try. 
can ask them if they have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You can order libraries. it from your library. I was going to say I've, yeah, I've yeah. ordered. So yep. the more, more people in Auckland who order it for your libraries, if they see that there's more people interested, they'll buy more copies. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And then I also I also get a payment for that if uh, I have yeah, enough copies libraries, in circulation. Yeah, and libraries have to have to buy them off. How you, does right? that work? You order it so to you, get like you a can copy request to read. It. Yes. Okay. So I don't know if they've got. I think they've got like one copy or two copies at the moment in Auckland libraries. But if you go onto the Auckland libraries website, you can still request it. Mm. And if they get like a thousand requests, or even I know that it's even if it goes past sort of fifty to a hundred, then they buy more copies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's worth doing. Hey, support your local libraries. Yeah, absolutely. You get to read books for free. Yeah. What's not to love? Yeah, I got a lot of people telling me they can't afford the books, so they can't read it, but they should just go request it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's great. All right, well, uh, let's uh, begin our book club. Spoiler. Um, spoilers <laughs> now. Yeah. Chapter one is the first chapter. Um, yes. I've got a few just broad outlines of the plot. Um, it begins with Ren who we meet living in 1996, not fitting in uh, that well. His, mm. He discovers that his parents are maybe going to send him away. Mm, so uh, extended family. Yeah. yeah. He's got a, um, he's got a pen pal named Georgia mm-hmm. and he decides sort of spur of the moment that he's going to flee and uh, catch the bus and go meet his pen pal in mm-hmm. real life. Mm-hmm. It's a very like, um, yeah, impulsive thing that he does. And he, happens to trip on the bus and suddenly wakes up and finds himself uh, in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we also meet um, another ex-subject, um, sort of wandering the streets, uh, hacking into ad displays. I really like that idea. Yeah, the, mm, it's very clever. It's very, it's cool. Was that, did you just, like... Yeah, I just came up with that. Yeah, that, I love it. I thought that was really great. <laughs> well, as we'll meet her uh, later in the book... Uh, yeah. she's for now, of... she is just a mysterious person yep. who hmm. who picks him off the street, and she's like, "Come with me if you want to live." She doesn't say that, but you know, <laughs> that kind of thing kind of helps him. Yeah, um, it's a cute bit of foreshadowing where they happen to meet each other in the yeah. street, and then they end up becoming. Uh, yeah, so hmm. he doesn't know really what's going on. He doesn't know he's in the future. Yeah, um, he wakes up in a hospital or something like yeah. that. He ends up escaping. Does he just kind of? Yeah, it just wakes up. Yeah. Like it's scary. There's there's a nurse lady. There's injections. It's, it's all very spooky. Yeah. He doesn't know where he is. He runs out, bumps into a person. That person whisks him away, and we don't see uh, that person again mm. for um, a while. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, because um, doesn't he also meet Phoebe? And Phoebe sees him, but then she gets put back asleep or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, so he he does yeah. he does wake up uh, yeah. the the subject in yeah. the next bed to him. Yeah. yeah, there are fifty subjects, so they're all there in the room. Mm. Um, there's a really nice uh, panel where we learn where we the reader first learn that uh, Ren is in the future. It's got I forget what you call it, like the little box with the text. Okay, like caption. Uh, the caption uh, says Auckland, New Zealand, twenty one twenty two, and we're it's this fun uh, point of view, not point of view shot, but it's a it's a low shot looking up, and we can see the sky tower. Mm. Um, I was curious, how much reference did you use or find uh, for drawing Auckland City? Because it's set specifically in Auckland, which is yeah, our city. There'd be some locations that I did reference uh, pretty closely. Um, like the bar is a real bar that's near, uh, that I like to frequent. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> so that's pretty much one for one. Is it um, worth saying where it is in case some fans want to go eat? Yeah, there? I don't want to get stalked. Okay, no, fair, <laughs> fair, 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 fair. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, most of it was made up. Uh, I thought I changed the Sky Tower a, a fair bit, but people still recognize it as the Sky Tower. Which yeah. Is yeah. It's like a, an updated, it's, it's a reboot Yeah, it's Sky been remodeled. Yeah. The yeah. shape yeah. is still there. They made it taller, made it a the, lot taller. There's sort of like a big disc that's on like mm. raised um, dyes, mm. which I is neat. That. It makes it look mm. different. And so I know be- that you know this, but when was the Sky Tower finished? Because it was finished after... It was like 1997 or something. Yeah, it was okay. after, because yeah. I love that where Ren's or Phoebe's like, oh, they finished the Sky Tower. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> Where were you guys? It's 1996. I was I was four. I wasn't doing much. I was, Josh was, I was two, so yeah, I don't remember two. nothing. Where were you, Simon? I would Still have to think what movies came out that year, right? Because I always... 1996. Let's have a think. IMDb, 1996. I was probably in school. I think I'm like probably... Maybe about Ren's age, I was going to say, actually. that's what yeah. I thought. I think it's about yeah. right. So we're still in Dublin or Limerick? Uh, probably in the country at that point. Well, here's a few yeah. that you might remember. Uh, Scream. Scream came Scream. out. Okay. West Craven I Scream. I just moved to Limerick. There we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. 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 there you yeah. go. Yeah. That's just how you like marker your whole life. What I, was I seeing totally, at the time? Yeah, 100%. Train spotting, Independence yeah, 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 Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this wow, is my crazy. first year in college, actually. Yeah. I always think those are being later 90s movies. Oh, oh, Star Trek First Contact. <laughs> there we go. Push oh. the button. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, was that a record where it got pretty far through before you'd mentioned Star Trek? Yeah, it was only... Well, and I held <laughs> off. Yeah, I know. Like, Look, I, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. bring it up in comparison to the book. It's on a list of the, this movie came out this year. There fair, happened fair to be enough. a Trek fair, movie. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, it's a pass. Um, I really liked um, that... The, f- the way that you futurize New Zealand, it, it's, nothing is too much. Yeah. Like, it's a hundred years, there's going to be some changes, but it's not completely radical. Yeah, they're you not going to have every building be rebuilt. Exactly, exactly. More bridges over the harbour, right? Yeah, hopefully yeah, more, more train lines. There was some, like, raised train lines above like the that. ground. Well, uh, they were more like trams. <laughs> yeah. Thing, but yeah. I liked it. Um... We also meet uh, two fun characters who are like the gossip hosts of oh, yeah, a podcast. So good. I love them, yeah. Uh, they're, they're a very fun way to deliver exposition, yeah. like this rumor mill on a podcast chatting yeah. about like, it's it's fun because it lets you know sort of what the public knows. Mm. Yeah. So all the information that the audience won't have, because we're not from the future, mm-hmm. but everyone else already knows. It's a yeah. very, very clever way to let us know that sort of stuff. And also keeps it really relevant. Like everyone knows like true crime hosts who are similar to those two, <laughs> I think, or something like that. Are those based off anything, any podcasts you've looked? Do you, do you have a voice in mind? I always wonder, because I'm like, halfway through, I was like, oh, they must be American. Oh, yeah, they're definitely American. American. <laughs> do you have anyone in mind? Who were they like? No, uh, I, didn't, I didn't really have any voice inspiration. Um... But I just needed them in there to kind of show, because the comic is only showing New Zealand, mm. they're the way of showing that the whole world is actually involved in this program, and yeah. that they're watching, and that they're eagerly waiting mm. to see what happens with great. it. Yeah, that's what I liked, it was yeah. made the subjects, like, celebrities, yeah. straight away. Yeah, yeah. they're oh, like right. a celebrity like, gossip. Yeah. Well, one minute you're, like, yeah. like, a guy on a bus, the next minute you're a celebrity yeah. in the future, and everybody yeah. is, like, really is well. looking at you, you know what I mean? Um, it, the, the scene like, following yeah. where um, where Mars, who's very excited about the new subject, sort of runs up and everyone's gathered around looking at like a, the big like list of all the new subjects. I put, the new subjects are like new Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's really excited. Ooh, what year are they going to be yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, love that I era. loved kind of um, playing on this, like, I guess they're almost like fetishizing the subjects in a way. Mm. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're treating them like spectacles yep. celebrities like they're not they're Gamesy. not like real people mm. yeah yeah yeah. kind of just like a 
how an audience will reduce people to, to characters that they get to Right, quite parasocial yeah. relationships too. Yeah, it's very, very much one way. Yeah, Yeah. so Mars, one of the main characters, starts out that way. He's a student and he's just so obsessed with time travel and the program. He was so excited to be a part of it. Um, and then starts off very, like, fanboy towards <laughs> Ren, um, and then kind of has to learn that he is a person with feelings mm-hmm. and yep. he needs to, and like, the, step back a bit. It's very cool because um, Ren's kind of um, the perfect candidate to not want to be mm. a celebrity. Mm. Absolutely. Very unsure of himself, very uh, awkward, doesn't isn't used to a lot of attention, and then suddenly everyone's so into him and wanting yeah. to ask him things. Yeah. Kind of for no reason other than just existing yeah. to Ren. And also, like, he, he's he got such low self-esteem that, like, he considers himself really boring, and he doesn't understand why people want to know all these things about him. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, one thing that made me laugh was um, Phoebe, um, her, like partner from the future who's meant to be like getting information from um from her i don't know if we ever get his name but i feel so sorry for him because like i think he we see him twice and both times it's just phoebe going okay bye and leaving going off on her <laughs> so own adventure yeah, he doesn't end up part of the adventure he's just this struggling student yeah like, i've got the most difficult subject yeah, in the world pretty much all the subjects have to do are they're supposed to just be there for the students as like a you know a, a thing to be studied mm-hmm. so it's very boring and Phoebe just wants to get out of it and go explore the future and have fun. And uh, she runs into uh, Jaya? Uh, Gia. Gia, okay. Yeah. Sorry, in my mind I was saying it the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> Gia. Oh, I guess I should ask that too. Um, Mars is short for Methaniel. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask about some of the future names that you chose. <laughs> um, how did you decide on them? Um, well, I had Mars first. Mm-hmm. Um, Mars was a carryover character from just when I was a teenager just designing characters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to base... Characters based off planets. Um, so right. I had it Mars. It the just, red hair. Yeah, yeah. red hair. Um, and then I expanded. I was like, what, what would Mars' real name be? And I was like, Nathaniel. That'd yeah. be funny. Yeah, It's like, like Nathaniel, but with an M. Like how <laughs> names just change yeah. over time. And uh, Jaya. Um, Gia. Gia. Sorry. You see, I've got it locked into my brain. Jaya, as written by Chelson Fiorini. <laughs> um, they they get noticed by um, by Phoebe, and they're banned from the campus. They're sort of getting kicked out by a security guard, which piques Phoebe's interest. Yeah, yeah. She is an ex student, um, so kind of does hang around the university a lot, kind of peeping their nose where they shouldn't be. Um, but they're mostly just there for Mars, um, for a company and moral support. We learn later in the book that uh, that uh, Jaya and Mars. Yeah. Am I? am still doing it. <laughs> Shall we just hold in, on in post? I reckon <laughs> you say it once, and then we'll add it back in. Yeah. 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 Okay. Jia. <laughs> I'm gonna dub that every time. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, that we find out later that they are their roommates. They yes. were roommates. Um, but not in that way. Not in that way. Yeah. Um, Just roommates. But we, there's a, there's a between the two. There's definitely uh, kind of a tension because mm. um, Mars is a massive Chronotech fan, yeah. and Gia, yeah, uh, is not does not like Chronotech yes, at yeah. all. For you know, reasons. when your friends are like, "Oh my god, Elon Musk is so funny," and you right. kind of side eye. <laughs> that, that is what it made <laughs> me is, think. Is that that's what I thought vibe? as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. None of us have those friends yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all have boundaries now. <laughs> You know, when people, like, idolize kind of companies and science people. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like, people who queue up for the Apple Store. Right, yeah. The latest iPhone was coming out. I I kind of felt Mars was that. Yeah. Um, And and, uh, Gia 
knows believes something mm-hmm. knows something yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah. but but can't prove it so yeah um you can't convince mars of a yeah. thing i feel anyway. like i keep, need to keep explaining in case someone listening just isn't going to read the book just likes to listen um chronotech is the company that invented time travel mm-hmm. in the future so they're That's like a mix yeah. between like apple and spacex and yeah. amazon they own everything Ooh. you know they've got a monopoly over the market and they're just this huge entity that a lot of people really idolize because mm-hmm. of how much they've done for the future and and take advancement. Mm. Even though there will be a lot of negatives that come with that, but people will just kind of ignore it. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to say it's quite a nice subtle thing in the book mm. how like everyone just sort of accepts it as a part of day-to-day life. Like, yeah. oh yeah, well, Chronotech owns this as well. Yeah. That's just how it is. They made my shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right, yeah. I, I, I love Miles' shoes <laughs> so much. I had light-up shoes when I was probably in 1996. Right. I had, yeah. had light-up shoes. Yeah, they didn't yeah. say light-up for long. No. As he walked with the little LEDs in the back. Yeah. Oh, I loved them. What Did, happens? Does bring the those back. Yeah, like some sort of a battery, oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They probably weren't, like, official ones either. Right. I'm a little worried about having anything on my person that, like, runs on batteries. But, like, were mm. these, like, yeah, LEDs. They're not, like, LEDs in the back of your heels when mm-hmm. you walk. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk about uh, the, the Chronotech building. Was there any, like, specific uh, influence for that? Because I, I just really liked how cool the uh, the big sort of circular rings that mm. sort of, like, cross over each other. Almost like a double helix? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's that's the university. Oh, sorry, yes. Um, so it's just kind of based on, like, a... The idea was a... Uh, what's the word? The time... The sand? Oh, hourglass? Yes. Hourglass. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it was. Oh, that's cool. And we see the logo for uh, Chronotech is like a very cool um, uh, geometric um, hourglass. hourglass. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun with like kind of branding and company stuff and uniforms. Mm. I love kind of uh, trying to work out all those things. And it was really cohesive as well. You know, I felt like, oh, that's just something. It, was, it wasn't just like everything's a hologram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which it could have been. Yeah. I've definitely seen some sci-fi and we oh, all yeah. know the ones it's, where it's just it, like, everything's a hologram. You're like, oh, no. Or like they they futurize things that don't need to be futurized. Mm. Yep. You know, sometimes they go, sci-fi goes too far and like, we'll come up with crazy new words for things that we already have a word that the audience will understand. Totally. There's none of that in this, which I liked. It was very, and I like that you did reference things like there are no flying cars or hoverboards and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And like, what sort of future is this? Like, I like <laughs> the little lines. They were great. Um, a lot of the future fashions I noticed, um, both like the uniforms uh, that officials were wearing, but also just like the teenagers wearing whatever they want. Um, lots of uh, sharp shoulders and collars, pointed, flared mm-hmm. collars. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Oh, clear barriers at the end of the at the end of the chapter. Mm-hmm. There's a bit where. Um, they're on the roof. They're on the roof, yeah. and Mars is finally beginning to like take uh, Ren's um, uncomfortable uncomfortability into account. <laughs> yeah, I just really liked clear barriers. Yeah. I thought that's such a clever idea. Like I, I did that because I needed to be able to see them when the camera flipped. Okay, <laughs> that was it? Great. Well, yeah. you get those ideas. Sitting, yeah, they're sitting behind the the fence, so when the character, they're like facing it, so. If I'm drawing the characters facing forward, I need to be able to see them, so the barriers had to be clear. So that's Brilliant. that's the behind the scenes for that. It's yeah. one of those things that's born of a just practical storytelling need. Yeah. But me as the reader, I'm like, that's so clever because rather than just a big ugly thing blocking your view, it's it's transparent. Yeah. Um, all the all the main characters have really nice um, silhouettes. Um, I really like um, 
Ren's flat top of his head that you draw, and then his hair is... I, I, I call it the Don Bluth hair. It's that, like, <laughs> 90s hair yeah, yeah, that's, like, yeah, parted top, two right. ways. Um, I, yeah, all the characters just graphically uh, stand out from each other and are really distinct in a yeah. really nice way. Yeah, to touch on that, I think the first chapter is actually one of my favorites visually because it's the most variety color-wise and lighting-wise. Mm. When we start off in the 90s, it's that really warm. It's probably the only time we get that warm with the lighting. Mm. Yeah. Like it feels hot, too. It's really good. Like mm. I really like that it feels like... Yeah, I used a lot of yellow and oranges. Yeah, and it's almost subtly like a sepia tone to make yeah. us know that it's back in time. I don't right, know if that's right. on purpose. Yeah, but it that, was, yeah. That's really good. I love that. And then... Um, the stark contrast to the, yeah. the sci-fi blues. Yes. Sci-fi blues and the dark purples and stuff is so nice in that contrast. And just like Josh was saying, as far as like the strong silhouettes but more than anything and i've always known this from your character designs but like the nicest drawn profiles huh, yeah. in the world like yep. the, the side angle profiles it's like oh so good it's Thank really you. satisfying anytime yeah. someone's a profile were you designing the characters because it is like they're so strong did you design the characters in three quarter or did you design them with any of that sort of any of those angles um, in mind i think i always start out with profiles yeah because that's when you can get the most information across yeah. on how they look and you can play with all of the characters to make sure they all look different from each other. Totally. Um, That's a very good tip. Thank yeah. you yeah. much. You're welcome. And it also <laughs> works really well because you have a lot of dialogue in this because there is a dialogue heavy show in between the action and you have lots of like, you, you're creative in the ways that you do them. They're not always just two shots, but it is, you know, you often will have a character turned to the side where mm. we get to see that pretty profile. And it really helps as well when you have that clear silhouette with the mouth open. It looks, yeah, it looks mm. really cool. Um, another thing I want to highlight um, that kind of surprised me, because it's not something that I had already associated with your art style in my mind, which is, like, all the funny expressions. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're not, like, constantly drawn with, like, serious, realistic expressions. Obviously, when they need to be, they are. But when there's a funny moment, yeah. you'll just draw a wacky new face. You'll just break their face, have their lips come off their head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wrote down in my um, notes that whenever the character, like, is, like, shocked or drawn, like reacting to something with kind of a blank face or you just need to draw them far away you draw them with the uh the orange voting man face <laughs> <laughs> just like two lines and a line Very for a mouth yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. He, he's the, the man that, that that they advertise hey remember to vote mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how he looks yes. yeah. so it's how you make voting cool yeah. Yeah. yeah you can't put much detail when they're far away so you do just have to do the dies mm. yeah and does that come from any manga or anime influences as well because i really like the more extreme expressions that are a bit more like um, that i think i always noticed it in like uh Hilda and Steven Universe, where they yeah. would make specific character designs totally. for faraway shots. Mm. Yeah. Because it yeah. helps it read better and it's not like too much information on uh-huh. a really small space. Yeah. yeah. And I really liked, like Josh was saying, with the crazy, the more intense expressions that sort of break the model. I really like those too. Have you seen the new uh, Bee and Puppy Cat up on Netflix? Oh, no, I have. I've only seen one episode. Okay, but yeah. they do something very similar. And yeah. I also, in general, I think if people are fans of that Netflix show or the YouTube show before that, um, this will be right up there early too. Like mm. I think even like visually, sometimes you do some really nice stuff with the softer palettes as well. Mm. So I think that'll be a good um, a good reference point if people want to. Yeah, if people are fans of that. I think they'll also really like Project Vault. Yeah, I, I, no doubt. Um, there's one expression <laughs> on one of the pages that I'm gonna find. That's yeah, what I'm looking. Here at. it is, page fifty. One of my favorite faces is just. Uh, the most serious face that Mars pulls maybe in the whole book is when uh, Ren asks uh, Mars, like, you want me to have a good time, right? Like, in yeah. the future? 
and Ma's just like, yes. If I if you if you're not having fun, I have failed. <laughs> it's really funny. Dramatic lighting. Yeah. yeah, yeah with yeah. the eyes and everything. Yeah. So good. But then uh every other time Mars is like excited about uh like you say, fanboying out over yeah. uh the time travel subjects, they just get crazy faces. Or like just this one of them thinking with their little yeah. triangle lip popping yeah. off the side of their head. Really, really fun. Um so that's chapter one. Did anyone else have anything they wanted to to add oh the only other character we do get introduced to is deimos uh <laughs> maz's little uh well, that, that's chapter two isn't it is it chapter two yeah i think so okay all right oh, you well, know then, this book yeah. well <laughs> then let's jump to chapter yeah, two, two. Yeah. Deimos yeah, so first. chapter one was just establishing the world and getting ren to accept that he's a part of a time travel exchange program now mm-hmm. and he kind of has to to run with it okay yeah. oh one other question i did have relating back to chapter one though mm-hmm. the pen pal thing does uh extend throughout the book did you ever have a pen pal at all no i think i wanted one mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. never got one that was always something from like movies and cartoons yeah, and yeah. Stuff there i was like is that a real thing or yeah, is it just you, an american thing? how do you get one like, yeah where does that well, start did you ever go to like a summer thing, camp right? or something like mm-hmm. that like you know when you go when you sent you sent away to summer camp you spend a couple of weeks with these people yeah. and then you're torn away from them and, you, and, and especially in the 90s where there's no text messages mm. or anything, mm-hmm. or there's no emails or yeah. anything like that, mm-hmm. you kind of think, "Let's be pen pals," and you write a letter or two, and then it yeah. just peters out. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. when we moved from the UK to New Zealand and then back to the UK, there was definitely that, a little bit of that. But I think also I was like, "Ah, it's not a real pen pal. It's just like I give a, a piece of paper to my mum, and yes. six yeah. months later I might get something back." That's I didn't, right. Didn't feel the same. Sure, exactly. pen pal and cartoons always seemed way more fun. Yeah, um, absolutely. This is um. An anecdote from me, I actually started doing a pen pal with myself. So I oh. wrote a letter to uh, future me. I do that. Yeah. It's really fun. Is this a recent thing? This a- <laughs> no, no. I did it when I was young. Oh, I decided wow. to do like a time capsule letter. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's great. And when you're a kid, the time seems way longer. Yeah. So yeah. You, you write a letter you know, four years even into the future. And that to you was like an eternity. Yeah. Right. And the, honestly, the most impressive thing is that I held on to the letter for that long and I knew where it was. Did you only do it once or did you do it every few years? I've started doing it every few years. Oh, now what I great. do is I just, I write one every year, but it's five years apart. So I've usually forgotten what was going on yeah. by the time I get it. Oh, it's just okay. a, And I open them on my birthday. It's a I, fun thing. I, wow. cool. I do it every year mm-hmm. when I'm doing my New Year's resolutions. Right. I write up, it's just on a Google Doc, so I won't lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, I write up like, dear you know 2024 chelsea and i just kind of write a bunch of stuff that i might find funny so i'll write like what memes i'm currently into because those okay. age so fast right it's really funny it's like these are the phrases i can't stop saying because it's stuck in my head you know from tiktok um these this is the music i'm listening to i've just watched this i'm in this situation i'm living in this house here's what i i hope by the end of the year i've accomplished this but you know all good if not Mm-hmm. Um, things change, you know. I just kind of write stuff like that because it's really fun to look back on on the end of the year because you, you do you yeah. do forget it over the year. Yeah, you're yeah. nice to yourself. I think yeah. I did it one time, and it was all quite telling myself, my future self, off. <laughs> you better have done this. Oh, yeah. oh, right. You better have stopped doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, all this kind of stuff. But that's really interesting. Cause I've done journaling or even like yeah gratitude journals and all that sort of thing that you occasionally will look back on, and they are very interesting. Mm. But like. That's an interesting one, because not only you're sort of reflecting, but you're looking forward as mm. well. Mm. So that's a really cool idea. And, like, yeah, a nice thing to do at the end of the year. Yeah, that's it's a nice cool. little thing to open and just enjoy. Yeah. That's really cute. Yeah. Great idea. 
And it's always like hindsight is so funny when they're like, oh my god, I really thought yeah, this yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, or I'd be here by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problems <laughs> that you had back then, you're like, oh, insignificant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, jumping into chapter two, it starts with um, Ren's now in the future and he's thinking back to um, his uh, pen pal, Giorgio, who he was going to visit when he got. Uh, you know, taken to the future. Yeah. Inconvenienced. Yeah, uh, waylaid. And uh, it's it's a nice um, it's a nice method to sort of get inside Ren's head because mm-hmm. he's basically, in a way, he's writing the letters to himself because he knows these aren't going to get uh, to Georgia because it's been set up that uh, his memories will be erased and all the things that he has with him will be taken away. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is an interesting dramatic stake mm. because... It comes up in the book later, like, well, are these experiences, um, you know, real or worthwhile? He's not investing that much because he knows he believes it's all going to be taken away. Um, There's a really fun scene in a cool environment, the arcade. Um, Amaz decides to take Ren to the arcade um, because it sounds like something that Ren might actually enjoy. and timeless timeless who doesn't love playing a video game mm-hmm. and mars buys him uh, a shirt so that he can blend in mm-hmm. so that people aren't staring at him yep. as much which is really nice mm-hmm. and yeah fun costume change for that scene because he's got his like white lab sort of uniform on that like yeah. says this is a subject look at this interesting yeah. lab rat basically a giant arrow on him yeah and yeah. then uh getting to put a arcade prize t-shirt over the top of it it's a very thoughtful gesture. Yeah, um, and they're eating lollies, right? From, yeah. But like that would be yeah. one of the things that would definitely interest me about Gone to the Future. Yeah. Like what sweets have they got? <laughs> yeah, know? they talk about it. Yeah. What differences? And it's very clever because Bryn is like still in his head about like, well, you know, what's the point of buying prizes because I can't take them back? Well, you can still enjoy lollies right now. Mm. Mm. Yep, totally. Mm. And there's lots of, yeah good little tips from mars about living in the present yeah. as it were even if they are technically yeah. in the and future this is when they start to maybe develop a little bit of feelings for i was gonna say this, like, this is when yeah. they get really yeah. cute they're this like the lying kind of close yeah. it's a little bit like ooh, there's bloody. lots of like ooh, hands not quite touching yeah. Yeah. they're really adorable yeah yeah, yeah. yeah how old is mars i was trying to oh, they're, so they're all 19 they're all 19 okay, okay. okay. yeah, I wanted yeah. That also um i was kind of curious did you have a specific uh ethnicity for uh ren in mind at all yeah, Indian. Okay. Yeah. Mm. There we go. I was just curious because it's not like implied. We find out that the name Rin is short for Karen, mm. uh, which is like a, to me, a very like Kiwi name. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like K E I R A R E N? Is that how it's spelled? Yeah. I don't hear that. We're other not going to start talking about names again. Don't, don't ask <laughs> how to pronounce it. Kyron? Kyron. Kylo Ren. A good friend. I like that it's short to Ren, though. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. The second half. Oh, I think yeah. it's great. Sure, so I, like I also that. like that, yeah, their ethnicity doesn't matter at really. Like yeah, no, you, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious if you um, if you did. So, and yeah. there we go. Yeah. Um, Phoebe and uh, Gia, uh, they sneak around and almost get caught by uh, the the bearded jerk security guard who doesn't want them uh, Does that on guy campus. have a name? I always wondered. Oh, I forgot, actually. I feel like he has a name, hmm. yeah. but I can't remember. I really liked him. Was, uh, yeah. Tane uh, is another character who we meet um, in this section, and uh, Tane covers for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that they're 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 sort of you know an ally. They're willing to look the other way yeah. for them sneaking around. Just don't cause me any trouble at my yeah. job. They work security yes. at uh, the university yeah. campus. Yeah. Also, this was clever. I get the feeling that this was sort of 
you know, a bit of futurism, but also just a, a clever plot thing later in the book. Later in the book, we'll get to it, uh, Ren and Phoebe need to, like, chat in private, away from prying eyes. So they're able to meet in the bathroom, because the bathrooms are gender neutral. Yeah. I thought that's a clever bit of forward thinking, but also yeah. it's a nice way for them to have a hideout where yeah. they're not being listened to. Yeah. Very mm. clever. Um, was that something you gave much thought to? Because unfortunately, bathrooms like a thing we all have to hear about now, even though people just want to go and do their gross business and leave. Yeah. <laughs> I had that in my um, webcomic version of Project Nought, where they come across... Okay, well, yeah, in the webcomic, this was slightly different. The university set up gendered bathrooms for the subjects mm-hmm. so that they would be more comfortable. Right. They weren't used <laughs> to the idea of a gender-neutral yeah. bathroom. Um, I mean, there would still be gendered bathrooms around because people have different reasons for why they may mm. want a gender-neutral bathroom. You know, it might be, like, religious, you know. Sure. Um, but, yeah, generally, there'd be a lot more gender-neutral bathrooms available mm. um but yeah they the students of the future see a gendered bathroom in the webcomic and they marvel at it like it's like a historic <laughs> wow yeah just like the pioneers like, what do you used. mean like can i even step in there like is that allowed <laughs> is, is like something gonna happen if i go in there's a very funny <laughs> panel where um uh ren just looks flustered because he's walked into a gender yeah. neutral bathroom but is still in the mindset of oh i've gone in the wrong room yeah <laughs> There's a girl in there. Ah. <laughs> no, um, in some of the old pubs, there was a pub in Ireland called uh, Grogan's. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, obviously anybody can go anywhere. But originally there was a male half and a female half. In half? a pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, a bigger part. No, yeah. the, I'm talking about the pub. Okay. The actual, yeah. the bar oh. itself. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if a lady wanted to have a drink, yeah. she had to go into... Like, hmm. like so they it's kind of like, kind of like, a, like gender beer. segregation <laughs> in a pub, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. bizarre. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Now, obviously, this is from I, well into I the know. past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, part of me was wondering, like, okay, there's obviously an element of like we need to keep them separate, but also like, was it because like, well, maybe the ladies will feel like less hassled? Oh, uh, I wouldn't was say that, that they were that considering the ladies' feelings at all okay. back then. Right. Like, yeah. they, uh, you know. Things were good. 200, 300 years ago. Yeah. You know, this is pub. There's a lot of old pubs in Dublin. So, uh, yeah, but so, like, we, we've got bathrooms now, but, you know, before this, the segregation happened in lots of other places. You yeah. Know what I mean, so. Mm. Um, well, there you go. Yeah, and and, it, and there is that sort of curiosity when you walk in and kind of go, oh, is this for the ladies, was it? You know. Um, I think they, Was the door shaped like a woman in a dress? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. I want yeah, old yeah, bricks. Yeah. You must be yeah. this shapely to enter. Got to have a very pointy dress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Now, actually, and I want to say, um, don't, don't be put off Grogan's from that story. Grogan's is actually a great pub. If there we go. Yeah. Where they actually put... Um, Art on like the walls are covered in art, mm, uh, real art. So that's nice. But yeah, okay. um, there we go. Yeah, um, we also learn a pretty important uh, plot detail that begins like some of the intrigue of the story. Um, Gia reveals that um, there was a subject who died. Uh, mm. Tells that to Phoebe, and that's startling because the current understanding that most of the characters have is your classic. Um, timelines yeah if you change something in the past you change the future yeah and so that calls into question like well if someone died while they were in the future yeah. they didn't go back to the past yeah so yeah. shouldn't things have changed and be different yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. this is what i love this is great because then mars who loves chronotech is like no 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 their ancestors are still here they've got 
you know. Yeah, they didn't die, obviously. We've seen footage. They were sent yeah. back. They said, here's photo evidence. Yeah, Crow and Tech are like, no, 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 they didn't die. They didn't like it, yeah. so we sent them back. Mm-hmm. And um, Gia is like, no, no, I saw them die. Yeah. This is cool stuff. This was my partner in the program. Yes, Gia, exactly, yeah. yeah. Gia was once a student like Mars, um, and then did fall for the subject, and then the subject got into an accident and had to witness Quantitech just lying to the public and the public mm-hmm. believing it and... You know, what can you really argue with facts? You know, the yeah, footage, Ooh, antennas, yeah. all that kind of thing. It's really cool because up until yeah. this point, you think um, Gia is just kind of like an edgy outsider. Yeah. Huh. But then you find out, hang on, there is something going on here. Mm. They've got a reason uh, uh, for being the way they are mm. and, 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 and why they don't get along with the people in, or the establishment in the university mm. and things like that. In my mind, I could hear... Um, the, the principal from the TV show Clone High going, a Clone High School, what a cute idea! You know, a time tra- <laughs> a time travel exchange program. That's so that's so neat. Yeah. But then this chapter, you really get some good hooks into like, ooh, yeah. there's more going on here than meets yeah. the eye. Yeah, yeah, wondering yeah. how sinister this organization is. The fact that it has gaslit this one person so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I really did. I'm I am very curious specifically about like the um. When you started writing the project, when it was finished, we went through the pandemic. And unfortunately, there was a lot of, like, conspiracy and, you know, being angry at the government and all this sort of stuff. Um, Did the way that, like, people talk about conspiracies and, like, false evidence and gaslighting and being angry at the government, did that... I guess by that point you would have written the script so there wasn't much change that you could make. Mm -hmm. Did it affect the way you felt about that aspect of the story at all? Um, not really Mm. because I mean, it's, it's tricky because there's always conspiracies you don't believe in Mm -hmm. or, you know, you don't agree with the people that are spouting these conspiracies. There might be other agendas behind these conspiracies, Mm. but there are also, conspiracies that do happen and have happened you know from governments from companies uh it's like you shouldn't really trust the government and people in charge and people with money because they'll always just be in it for themselves and for profit and Mm -hmm. so there is always a good it is always good to have a healthy skepticism yes i think that's definitely what i get out of this book which is like don't put all your faith into one giant monopoly yeah that can lead you into trouble yeah um, also we, um, I get, in this chapter, we learned that, uh, that Ren is, uh, gay because mm. we, it's sort of implied in earlier little bits of text. Mm. Um, part of the reason maybe that he doesn't fit in and he had a hard time at school and that mm. sort of stuff. Um, obviously I think it's implied that Georgia, his pen pal knows, mm. but that he talks to her about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Phoebe, Phoebe learns this and, um, is fine with it because the future is more liberated. Yeah. I, I feel like everyone here at the table, um, already sort of knows the answer to a question like this, but, uh, why is queer representation so important for you in your books? Um, well, it's always just what I wanted to see when I was growing up. I really wanted, uh, happy media for queer mm. people, um, because we didn't get a lot of it in the, you know, early 2010s. It was just mm-hmm. a lot of death and disease the ones that win oscars are where they die yeah Yeah. where they're sad where they're crying it's like yeah this Um, isn't a kill your gay yeah i mean it's important to know history obviously and like the negative things that can come to marginalized people but Mm -hmm. it's also nice to have a balance maybe some rom-coms in there for sure there's another option for a young person who's who's questioning and 
maybe to see that there is like a a happy side of your life that you can experience you know it's not it's not a road of tragedy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's a really good um place for it in this particular book mm. because it's set in a future yeah, where it's like hopeful yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of that has been uh put aside people are more chill now yeah. gender boundaries all that sort of stuff well i really liked it and also it's just kind of different that um i believe in rock and riot and in project Nought, all the relationships are queer in some way which i like and it's funny because we're still in an age where sometimes you'll be watching a show one queer person gets introduced and people will go oh here we go yeah (laughs) so it is refreshing (laughs) to read a book where it's just like no this is just all about queer characters because well they have stories too yeah it's like queer people congregate even if they know it or not (laughs) yeah they're just naturally drawn to each other it seems so Mm -hmm. yeah it's quite uh common to have just entire groups of queer people that are friends Mm. you know it's not just the token yeah yeah Yeah. and i think you're right showing this too because it's skewed towards a slightly younger audience and i think that's really important too because we've seen that really take off with uh books and shows like um What's the name? Heart. Heartstop. Heartstop. Yeah. I was going to say Heartbreaker. That's not, that wouldn't be a good title. That'd be a different book. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because Heartstop is so good. You've got like Love, Simon and Love, Victor, mm. which I think are, you know, beautiful shows too. But I like that this one's taking it with like some cool genre elements yeah. too. Yeah, get a bit of a genre twist. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, so are we still in chapter two? We're still in chapter two. I think my, one of my favorite uh, pages is, in, well, chapter two is, is the is it the day of the broadcast? Mm. Oh, Not well, chapter two is it? Yes. Before we do talk okay, about the broadcast, right, right. there is also a big scene where um, Mars has kind of worked up the courage to you oh. know tentatively ask Ren out on a date, but yeah. then Phoebe invites uh, herself and yeah. Gia along, yeah. and it becomes an awkward double date yeah. between these two people who have this tension between them. Yeah. Um, but it's a nice scene because um, Mars forces Ren to stop thinking so much by uh, doing karaoke yeah. and dancing with yeah. them. Uh-huh. They have their first uh, kiss, and yeah. Ren, being from 1996, where he was closeted, feels very self-conscious, so leaves yeah. very quickly. Yeah, a and public kiss, all these people saw, oh my gosh. But they don't care, obviously, but he doesn't know that. <laughs> and the, the reason he gives is he still, he, he doesn't want to invest in a relationship because, well, it's all, he believes it's all going to be erased. Mm. So it's, yeah, a good... It's it's just classic rom com stuff of like <laughs> these two can't be together for yeah, this reason. Yeah, yeah. And you I want love them a good to. forbidden romance yep. for reasons other than just being gay. <laughs> sure, yeah, exactly. Um, we also find out that uh, that G- uh, Gia was in love with yeah, like yeah. you said, the subject yeah. uh, that died, um, yeah. which is why yeah, they're a bit hesitant because Phoebe's been floating a lot, mm. um, but they haven't been very receptive to it just because they don't really want to get into that again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, so sorry, Simon, you were saying about the next, the next big plot point is the TV broadcast where they're yes. going to be interviewing a bunch of yeah. subjects yeah. Uh, at the Sky Tower. television mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the top of the Sky Tower. <laughs> I did love, you did capture the experience of everyone at the Sky Tower, the two modes, either the person who looks at the glass ceiling and is like terrified to their yeah, core yeah. or the person who starts jumping up and down yeah, and going yeah. like, is it going to break? Is yeah, it going to break? Yeah. I just like that the Sky Tower is used as like more of a public space here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, I imagine you sort of imply that it's like 
potentially even free to go up there and stuff like that. I like that the stuff nice. happening on the Sky Tower. Yeah, it's it's pretty expensive to go up. I know. Just I haven't been up in around. a long time. Yeah, yeah. I want to go up, but I'm like, do I want to spend 20 bucks? I don't know. I know. Or however much it is. You know, I love it. But every time I go up, I'm like, yep, it's the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. Here. <laughs> sure is the Sky Tower. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Foods up here is expensive. Do yeah. I want to eat up here? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I, what I really like about this, uh, this Sky Tower bit uh, is that leading up onto this it's kind of they've been in the nightclub they've been playing karaoke mm, yeah this was the real it, like fun and games chapter where mm, they get to mm, just build up relationships have a bit of exactly, fun yeah. it's a bit and, of a and we see them being yeah like yeah. kind of being ki- no, kids you before know. the plot yeah. sets in yeah. yeah but it's nighttime and 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 you know you've got like sort of like strong nighttime co- like the nightclub mm. colors and then the street colors and then when they go to the sky tower it's all clean and blue mm. and futuristic looking and like the idea of the day of the broadcast, it feels like an event is about mm. to happen. Mm. Uh, and I just, I really oh, like that you. page. And I think, is that when we get, then get introduced to, I know, Eliza Yu. Eliza Yu, yeah. yeah. We, I also probably should have mentioned earlier um, the sort of the liaison, the person who runs the university mm. is uh, Rosalind Wiltshire. Yes. Uh, she's She's got strong uh, mommy energy. Yeah. She's oh, like, yeah. she's the lady in charge. Yeah, Very I powerful. Love, love my mommies. Uh, she explains to Ren, like, here's the situation. Yeah. This is the program you're a part of. And uh, now we're introduced to her boss, yeah. like the head of Chronotech. Yeah. 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 The bigger um, monster, bigger fish. Yeah. Kind of What's well, yeah. as they say? Um, yeah. um, Mars has a shrine to her in his bedroom. Yeah. Like, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, he totally does. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked the uh, the comedic use of the yellow panels. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, someone, like, comes up and asks, like, I can't remember, who's excited for this? And then just a little text panel, uh, no, no one, one asks. <laughs> <laughs> very fun. Um, oh, also, just a cute little bit of um, world building that I thought was very smart was it's mentioned at some point in Chapter 2 that um, all the subjects are generally taken from, like, 1970 to 2010. Mm. I thought that was clever because it's explained that any later than sort of 2010, and they could potentially still be alive yeah. 100 years in the future, and any further back, you're going to start running into, like, bigger cultural problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you don't want to start bringing forth, <laughs> yeah. like... Slave owners, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Integration. <laughs> yeah. Sweet spot in the night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like, they're moldable in that time where they can, yeah, yeah. They can tell them, okay, this is the way things are in the future now. Please mm-hmm. don't. So it feels it. like it, it, it had to be after like the like the sexual liberation movement of the 60s right yeah. like anything earlier than that people are just like oh hubba what yeah. you're not wearing 18 buttresses yeah yeah it's not that much of a foreshadow water story it's not yeah. as if they're i mean a caveman one would be good yeah okay. i'd still a romance between a caveman and a space <laughs> um so it's the it's the day of the broadcast and um there's a there's an interesting bit of confusion because it seems that Ren has agreed to go on live. Yeah, when... he initially said no, I don't want to be interviewed, mm-hmm. and the supervisor is like, oh, we'll just see how you feel. Yeah, he's yeah. like, no, I definitely don't want to. I <laughs> won't feel any different. And now on the day, yeah. the person is under the impression that oh, since we last talked, you agreed. Yeah, hang on, what's going on? And uh, we discovered that there are somehow two Rens. Yeah, there are two Rens walking around. What? Well, yeah, because the. RN, he r- runs away, right? He does a, he's like he hides in the bathroom. Out of here. Yeah, hides in the bathroom. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, there's an, another Ren lining up to be interviewed. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I thought he was in the, in, in the crowd. He was asking the question. He's actually lining up to be interviewed. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's there with Arya, the right. other person yeah. that he ran into earlier. That's it. The one yeah. who is uh, hijacking yeah, the, the, that's the ad right. space. Yeah. Is this and is this the first time Arya comes back into it? Yes. Right. This is what was our ad hacker from the first, yes. from the beginning yes. that we saw Ren bump, bump into it. at the start, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden. She's yeah. gone, and uh, yeah. Ren doesn't seem to I'm curious, remember her. As readers, mm. when that scene happened, Ren bumps into Arya, and then we come back the next day, and Ren is getting initiated into the program. Did you have confusion as to why he was suddenly back, or did you just kind of like forget? I forgot until about uh, 28 seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've only just drawn that connection that, of course, that's what happened. That yeah. is the two of them. Yeah. I, while reading it, though. Yeah. I didn't, I think yeah. I read it the way you were probably meant to read yeah. it, which yeah. is just right. thinking. I have to be honest, yeah, I also didn't uh, put that together. <laughs> yeah. That that that, that right. is where the original Ren, the first Ren, if you like, came from. Yeah. Because yeah. I just thought, oh, something happened and he got dragged yeah. back yeah. to yeah. the Reading facility. Yeah, reading is a very passive experience where you just kind of take what you're given. At Sometimes you just don't think about it until you realize there was a slight that happened there and you have to go back and read it and be like, yeah. I there was on it. I picked up on it, but yeah. it was because I, I saw it jump back in time and went, ah, yeah. something's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it kind of, it, it, um, it gave me something that I knew to look forward mm. to. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to find out what that is. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, the, the conclude or the, where it led was just, excellent yeah. excellent i've only read it once so now i am thinking this i think it really would thinking back through all this those sort of story points that make more sense once mm. you know what's going on is it would really reward you on multiple rereads as yeah well, which yeah is really cool. i think so yeah, yeah having reread it last night that's what i found yeah. i didn't put that specific uh, bit of info <laughs> together but see there's still more bits to uncover it's great um Arya crashes uh one of the tv interviews mm -hmm. and uh announces on air basically Chronotech is lying. I'm an ex-subject who yeah. was not sent home. Yeah. Um, obviously, the broadcast gets cut. Drama ensues. And um, we we discover yeah. two, two wrens. Yeah, they yeah. run and then the wrens literally bump into each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great... Lots of confusion because neither of them knew yeah. there was another wren out there. It's right. a great moment. Yeah. And then... But we're still, we're still kind of seeing this from the point of view yeah. of our wren, yeah. shall we just say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And... Uh, I really like uh, the conclusion he comes to, yeah. where he assumes, well, there's time travel. Yeah, this is obviously uh, me from the future. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, awesome. the other end's probably thinking the same thing. That's right. me from the future. <laughs> right, right, right. And then what happens? Right. Yeah. Massive spoiler here. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you're yeah, still but, listening, you yeah, really yeah, should have yeah. been. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the midpoint twist. Sometimes they put this sure. stuff in the trailer if there's a movie. That's you know, true. they'll show this happening in the trailer. Right. So. Oh, well, right, right. We, well, we get a literal cliffhanger where uh, Ren uh, is fleeing from the security guards, ends up outside of the sky tower, stumbles. Yeah, in like a maintenance area. Is holding outside. onto the edge of the sky tower and falls. Yeah. And there's a great, great panel where you see Ren falling, one of the Wrens falling to his mm. death and makes eye contact yeah. with Ren in the sky tower and he plummets and yeah. falls. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm a very slow and steady consumer of things like if i'm watching a show i'm like one a day i want this to last if i'm really enjoying it uh reading this i was trying to do one chapter a night the week that i got it but i was like no i have to turn the page and read the next chapter because yeah. i want to know what happens yeah. it's great great uh end to a chapter uh, yeah, yeah i was like no no you can't kill Ren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. did he just die yeah, yeah. And, and i kept on <laughs> expecting him to come like 
like, was there a big soft thing that he yeah. landed on or something? Oh, that's what they want you to think. He's dead, right? Yeah. And, and, and I love this yeah. that because because then our Ren is like, well, if that's future me, that's my future. Yeah. So it's kind of an existential crisis yeah. going on, and, and, and like double. his life is going to come to an end because he's like they're the same age. Mm. He like he figures he's just Must like, be soon. like a, a small time yeah. into the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And yeah. it doubles down on his fear already that nothing he does matters. And now he's like, well, I saw myself die, so yeah. I'm going to die soon. Yeah. 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 Um, we jump into chapter three, and um, it's funny you said that, because the story that uh, Chronotech puts out, um, Rosalind uh, Wiltshire does say, meets Ren in the hospital, and says, like, you're very lucky you landed on that sky jump. <laughs> I didn't land on a sky jump. You landed on a sky jump. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pad. We it's don't very cushy. So we don't want anyone to get break confused. Any bones from the however tall that sky tower is times two. <laughs> you'd, you'd plummet right through that thing. That's <laughs> it's also funny that the sky jump's still there. I think that's also great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I'm at the sky tower, I'm like, why? How is this thing still here? Hasn't this gone through all of the people who would? Do- I guess it's new tourists yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I always think it's funny. Um, yeah. We get another. Um, discussion with um the the radio hosts the podcast hosts um and um you know this the public story that everyone's being fed is oh he's really lucky to have survived yeah. but mm. he did it's fine the timeline hasn't been affected mm. um there's also they they serve a bit of goss they're like oh you know i've heard a rumor that uh eliza Yu, head of chronotech and rosalind from uh the university maybe they were a thing at one point Ooh. Mm. it's a good bit of um Lane. Distraction. Yeah. 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 And um there's that's funny, there's some waveforms of the characters like on the podcast, like them talking, and also I think they clap at one point. I was just curious, did you record waveforms? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I copied them. Yeah. Fantastic. Because cool. yeah. it looked it didn't look like you'd just drawn random lines. Yeah. It looked like um it looked like audio. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's like an establishing shot to a podcast, is waveforms. Yeah. This is more uh, another great bit of drama. Uh Gia and Mars are now both banned. Mars is now expelled mm, from the right, university. Yeah. Which I is... love that moment. That's, I think that's one of my favorite moments from the comic is Mars getting uh, expelled from the university because you've spent all this time in the comic building up the fact about how much he loves this course, this university. His whole future is you know, around this. Like It's what he wants to work in this line. Um, he loves this company and then suddenly they're kicking him out and he doesn't like he yeah, has nothing his, else. What's his identity? Now? Yeah, like, yeah, like he is crushed. Yeah. yeah, and you and also you feel the unfairness because he just happened to be in the vicinity of something that happened that he had nothing to do with. Yeah, yeah. And you know they they use all these plausible excuses like uh, Gia like shoves a security yeah. guard slightly and they're yeah. like, oh, you assaulted a security guard. Yeah, so it's unsafe to have you guys around here. We're gonna kick you out. So that causes, yeah. understandably, like huge conflict between yeah. them. Yeah, they're like, Gia, you took away my future, basically. And um, Mars, meanwhile, is assigned um, basically a minder, Dawn, who's like... Uh, oh, you mean Ren? Sorry, Ren. Yeah. Ren is assigned a minder, and uh, she's yeah. a great creepy character. Yeah. She's just like, <laughs> got this like wan smile on her face, and yeah. like is always really just like creepily soothing and professional yeah. and basically doesn't let Ren out of her sight. He's moved out of the dorms with the other subjects. Yeah. Um, so now it becomes a fun, like, um, uh, Operation Rescue Ren. They're trying to, like, get around all these forces that are trying to keep them apart mm-hmm. because they know that there's something going on. Yeah, Chronotech just now has to make sure that nothing 
gets out or the subjects yeah. don't leave. Yeah, they kind of tell. Know? Well, I mean, like, like when they try to convince Ren that he survived the Skynet, but they're like, you need to, you know, play ball here, basically. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. need to toe the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more important things than you going on here. Yeah. So, like, they're, you can kind of feel they're kind of brainwashing them, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the, the friends say, well, who was the girl? with yeah. other Ren. They don't know who she is, so they have to find out yeah. who she is. Yeah, because she's still around. She, you know, fled. Yeah, so yeah. And, you know, everyone that. who tuned into the broadcast uh, heard what she said, which yeah. is, I'm a subject who didn't get sent right. home yeah. the line yeah. about what, yeah. what happens. Um, and, you know, clever, just, you know, very plausible stuff, like what a company would do. Like, they blocked all the clips using copyright mm-hmm. strikes and that sort of thing. It's like, eh, that's what they do. Yeah. So they're trying to find, um, they're trying to find the girl who, did she give her name on the air, or she just showed up? Oh, uh, she yeah, she said her first name. Okay, yeah. Ellie. Did, did she, she said L right? Uh, Aria. She did say Aria. Yeah. Okay. Right. I believe so. Yeah. yeah from and uh, they they end up um, they they check um the Grafton Hostel to see um if she's there. <laughs> is that a real place? Grafton's a real place. Well, Grafton's a real place, yeah. but is there a hostel there? I don't, probably. Probably in the future, right? <laughs> Okay. Okay. I was Maybe just wondering. Now. It's not the same one. I was just wondering. Um, so they're they're trying to um, they're trying to track her down. They turn to uh, Tane, their friend who works at the university, and they manage to uh, find footage of Arya um, hacking the the ad displays. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a clever bit of detective work on the kids' part. They they see the band that yeah. uh, she is changing the ads to be. Yep. to displaying an ad for. So they go to that gig, they find out from the band member by trading um, Mars's very cool shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so he's walking around barefoot um, right. for um, for their contact, who they know as L. Yeah. Um, Fake name, of course. Yes, mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. under a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's a moment um, Phoebe asks uh, Gia out, mm-hmm. and uh, Gia basically says, like, not yeah. yet. Yeah, I'm not ready soon. for that. Yeah. I'm still reeling from someone I love died. Yeah. It's a big thing to yeah. move on from. I'm still in the middle of the grieving process. Yeah. Don't even really know what happened. Yeah. Like you can't mourn. You can't mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. when no one no believes you. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's right. no like resolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No yeah. catharsis. Because yeah. it's still a big question mark. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I really liked just how, yeah, well adjusted Phoebe is. Phoebe just takes that in stride. It's like, I totally get it. Yeah. Mm. That makes perfect sense. Mm. In the webcomic, they did kiss. Okay. Yeah. But I right. got rid of that. Because mm. it was, yeah. You too just... soon. Didn't make sense sure. for the characters and story. It's a nice thing about having a second go at a story yeah. is you can find things that you think you could do better. Yeah. Be yeah. It's like, it's okay to have characters not get together, you know? Mm. Sometimes. I, I really yeah, liked yeah. it. So the characters sneak out, specifically everyone but Phoebe. Mm. Um, because they don't want to get her involved because she's still with the program, still with the university. Yeah, and Gia was just getting a bit worried, you know, didn't want history to repeat itself. Of course. And something happened to Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They find Arya is hiding out in this, like, condemned building, and they're just beginning to get, you know, some uh, some answers from Arya when Chronotech is able to track them using uh, Deimos, Mars's little yes. cute little drone. Oh, we forgot to bring up Deimos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I mentioned. I thought he was in chapter one. He's in chapter two. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. this cute little yeah. drone with like emoji smiley faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Mars's program built himself. Yeah, very impressive. And then Gia brings up the line, you know, why'd you use a Chrono Watch, which is like an Apple Watch, mm. you know, our equivalent. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, Mars used the Chrono Watch to mm-hmm. build Deimos. Because Deimos is basically just a watch with wheels. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And Gia was like, 
you know, you shouldn't have used the Chrono Watch. You know they track their users. Yep. And Mars is like, like Whatever. rolls eyes, no, like, don't. what are they going to do with that yeah. information? Yeah. You know, yeah. like we do with our, <laughs> I know, yeah. you know. When we, when we go, agree, I don't want to read all that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, what are, what's going to happen? And you also, know? like, yeah, and then that- it does happen. And that is Apple's whole thing, right? Like they don't want they don't want people taking apart and adjusting and mm. modifying their stuff. They're like, no, if you want this fixed, you take it to us. It's yep. all proprietary. Yeah, yeah. So they managed to throw oh. bars, track them, and find where they've. There, worked. There's yeah. one tiny thing that I really liked, which is all the characters are like hiding behind a wall, and mm. you can hear like the oh, security so officers like talking and like you know where are they and this sort of stuff. I just really liked that the semi-transparent speech bubbles is like mm-hmm. a very cute way of uh, conveying like they're hearing a muffled conversation yeah. through a wall yeah very clever yeah. yeah is that something that like other people do uh no comics? i think i just did that on the flight i don't okay. think i've seen that anywhere someone's probably done it but yeah it's nice being able to try and convey different things with speech bubbles just by like changing something mm. that you typically say because i've read a fair amount of graphic novels i don't think i've seen it before mm. i was going to ask about the speech bubbles and all the text bubbles um who lays those out is that something you do yeah that was me crazy and then do you have someone come and do the text and the font that's still me wow <laughs> crazy but like that also makes a lot of sense because it is one like holistic idea like it it is so cohesive as a thing like the panels are very much designed with those bubbles but as soon as i saw that i was like oh wow this is yeah something i've never really seen before and again it really helps the cinematicness you know come through where you're actually picturing it like oh yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, i remember um in in rock and right you kind of did the same thing you were very playful with the text Mm. yep and for exactly things like that like whispering and and music sounds and things like that and 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 even just the page i'm looking down where phoebe's winking and the, the you know the word wink is yeah. just written there <laughs> as well like I, I yeah it's a thing that you do and i really like it um and this chapter ends at another good like exciting thrilling sort of cliffhanger moment where now all the characters except phoebe are on the run mm. because they've they've snuck out of the university they were last seen with these people so now they are suspected of kidnapping them mm. Mm. that's right yeah so yeah. now they're on the run from yeah. the government they're on the run from everyone yeah. the poor ren subject has been kidnapped by deranged violent ex-students <laughs> that's right yeah the stakes are high yeah. i like it um this if we go back a few scenes it has one of my favorite this is like peak phoebe in the book for me i really yeah. like how oh yes it's yeah the scene where phoebe's gonna make a, a wee distraction so that ren can speak to mars he's been expelled exactly yeah. he's been yeah. expelled at this point and she just makes a big scene pretending to break her leg and it's some of the funniest <laughs> like posing yeah. and again the speech bubble stuff this one really makes me laugh so much when she screams Stay back at Burns, which makes no sense. She just said her leg is broken. She's tell like, me, you, tell me, you've never Burns. broken your back without telling me. Yeah, <laughs> so good. But again, like really cool, strong posing. Uh, I love it. And then yes. the comedy of at the end. Once they don't need the distraction anymore, they just pop up. Oh, I'm better. Yeah. Walking yeah. it off works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think we've highlighted enough. Maybe how funny a character Phoebe is. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. Phoebe. She's just yeah, she's favorite. great. Yeah, yeah. just like early so. on, there's a just a really funny scene of like them all hanging out um, with other students in the university, and like you know, Ren is like arms crossed, wants to fold into himself, very awkward. Meanwhile, like. Phoebe is like showing off, like throw that thing in the air, I'll catch it in my mouth. Yeah. It's just a really funny drawing of her mouth as a giant O. <laughs> They're just such contrasted to each other. Yeah, yeah. You say Phoebe's your favorite character. Is are there any characters that you sort of relate to the most? Obviously, all the characters will be like a part of you. That's an um, author's job. I think I like Mars. Mm-hmm. 
because he's very I imagine I mean I didn't get to explore too much in the book because there's so much going on you know yeah. but I imagine Mars is very um, creative and driven with like personal passion projects mm. and things like that like would be tinkering and building and researching yeah. and writing you know code and all that yeah which I quite admire absolutely yeah. yeah yeah we'd all like to be Mars yeah and he's very fashion forward like every time. Every new day, he's got something cool and new to wear. Yeah. Whereas Ren is wearing like his his sweater through yeah. m- most of the story. <laughs> yeah. He's got the one pair. Yeah, I just want the confidence of Tane. Tane's one of my favorite yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're so good. Every time they say something kind of sassy. So yeah, great. I love it. Tane comes up more uh, in this chapter in a very fun way. Mm. Uh, chapter four. It starts out with the characters are now now on the run. Gia is using their parents' like emergency credit card to rent them a motel room. It did make me laugh. I think it was just a very funny panel where like they're like, "Well, I guess we have to uh, ditch our phones," and then it's just them all sitting there really bored. <laughs> I was like, "Millennials." <laughs> I also liked in the podcast here you have them interview somebody from New Zealand. Yeah. Oh yes, and you have translations for the New Zealand yeah. slang. I yeah. thought that was so good. I'm guessing That's that right. wasn't, but I was like, it was something. The publishers were like, "If you're going to sell this internationally, you need they- to." I think they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did wonder because there was also a lot of Kiwi slang that I cut mm. in the yeah. book because okay. they just thought Americans wouldn't understand it. And there, yeah. there were times where, like you know, I always say, like Americans, they have the TV accent. Mm. There were times where I was like, you know, just by automatic thinking about the characters with American accents. But there's like a bit where Mars says "choice" as yeah. like a positive thing, and I yeah. was like, ah. Oh, right they're in new zealand mm. and like the podcast hosts are like oh i wish i was in new zealand this yeah. is so exciting yeah there was originally way more like kiwiism mm. slangs and stuff like that yep. that did have to be cut unfortunately yeah there was never any discussion i hope about not having it set in new zealand there was no pushback uh, no. about that yeah they That's never good. really cared about the setting cool because it doesn't yeah. really matter it could yeah. have been set anywhere i just said it in new zealand um just for more familiarity yeah you need to write what myself. you know to a certain yeah. extent yeah. I, I liked, there are just a few subtle moments of like future slang that mm. almost seems like maybe just Mars uses and nobody else does. <laughs> like Giga and Astro yeah, for yeah. like cool things, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's probably more like meme stuff or something. Yeah. I, I can yeah. almost imagine the other characters being like, this dork. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're hiding out in a motel, and this is sort of where we get another big twist on our expectations. Arya explains to them that. She believes that they're not dealing with time travel at all. Mm. They're dealing with alternate universes, um, Mm. which is an idea that I think luckily has become like, in the past five years has just become so much more in vogue. Oh, thanks (laughs) to Marvel? Yes, thanks to Marvel. Everything else. Like, like, I feel like maybe 10 years ago, the average moviegoer, they might have needed that a little more like explained to them, mm. but now it's just been done so often. We're all just like, yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah. It's like time travel now. We're just like, it's just another kind of science fiction that everyone yeah. sort of gets. Mm. Before this, it was like Doc Brown and Drawing on the Whiteboard explaining the timelines diverging. And yeah. before that, it's mm-hmm. like, I can't think of any yeah. others. And then this year or the last year, we've got like everything everywhere all at once and all the multiverse stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. here's Ren thinking he's going to die because that's how time travel works. Mm-hmm. But Ari is explaining, no, it's actually alternate dimensions, and that explains a lot more. Yeah. You know, as to how someone can get hurt or die, but still exist in the future. You know, two truths yes. can be the, can mm. be the same. And it, make, right. it begins to really paint them in a nefarious light, chronotech, that is, because you're like, oh, right, so this is the only timeline 
that matters to them. Mm. And they're just grabbing people from these other universes, never returning them, Mm -hmm. and they don't care because, Mm. well, it doesn't affect us in our timeline. Yeah. Right. And also it explains how Gia's partner could have died and still have ancestors in in this timeline. So it kind of neatly wraps that up. So as a theory as to what's going on, it it holds good water. Yeah. 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 It was good. I was, you know, when I got to that twist in the book, I was, I was feeling, I was feeling fed plot wise. I was like, nom, 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 nom. I can't wait for more. Um, Gia and Mars make up because yeah. Gia obviously is really distraught yeah. to learn this. Yeah. And Mars realizes they've been, they've been wrong about Chronotech. Yeah. yeah. They've been, you know, their friend's been going through something really difficult. Yeah. And, and they've Mars just been just telling him, brushed it off. You're like, crazy. Yeah. You're just a crazy person. <laughs> Yeah, but I I really liked it. It's is a this sweet where scene. This this pose here comes in. I wanted to get to this because I loved this pose. Yeah, where Gia's crying. Yeah, yeah. where yeah. Gia's crying, and uh, I'll just uh, describe it um, to the listeners. Is Gia just they have their hands up around their own neck like yeah. that as on the like, top of their shoulders, on yeah. the top of their shoulders, and it, it's it's just a. Good bit of you acting. Know, the, yeah, exactly. That's mm. what it is. And as, you know, as an animator, we always think about acting as well. And when I saw that pose, I thought, wow, you don't see that mm. very often in It comics. was a hard one to draw. Yeah. Was it? Really? Well, well, yeah, because it's not a typical pose that you often see. Mm. Well, look, I appreciate that yeah. you did it because it really stood out to me. Oh, you know, so you. Yeah, yeah well, I was going to bring that up because I sort of know the answer. But how, with, how, with this, how much reference were you filming yourself? Or? Yeah, I was taking pictures of myself on my webcam for yep. every single panel. Yeah. Because it really helped the process of drawing, just having a reference done already. I didn't have to, like, Google or, you know, spend hours trying to get a pose right when mm. I had the reference for it. Like, I wasn't tracing myself because then it would just look funny and mm. like, yeah. too realistic. Yeah. But I'll just have it there as reference. And then that helps with the acting because I might not know what I was going to draw in that panel. But when I look at the script and then I'm like, okay, I need to do a pose for this panel it might come a bit more naturally because mm. I'm there acting it out. Like, right. oh, and then I can look back at the reference like, oh, I have my hand up there. And that, that feeds for that line that that character is saying. So I'll draw that in. Mm. Yeah, Very cool. Totally. Which yeah. works well for comics, but also for animation or illustration as well. Like, I think you sometimes don't realize how much we move or how much we mm-hmm. we emote with our bodies yeah, until you actually start Yeah, I've the so many it. times on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. We do it all the time. Case in yeah, no, beautiful stuff though, and it really—I think it really shows the fact that you've thought about the framing and even going to the point of filming reference for each shot, even mm-hmm. if it's just like, you know, because also something else which, as soon as people pick up the comic, they'll realize is how dynamic some of the angles are. Mm-hmm. Um, are you? Did you even do a reference for some of the high angles? Uh, there was one particular where. There's a high. It's in the arcade where there's a high shot of yep, Ren and Mars one. at the arcade mm. playing on a machine, and so you, it's from the top of their heads. I sat horizontal on my chair, so it looked like from the camera's perspective that it was a high angle, but right. I was like sideways. So that's how I got that angle. That's great. But most cool. of the time, I just acted it out on the flat angle, and then I would just use that as posing inspiration for the high angles and the clever. Angles. Beautiful. Yeah. No, it really helps. Like the the posing and yeah, the yeah. general anatomy, and like I guess the on modelness mm. <laughs> of the characters is so strong, considering how many times you've drawn them. 
<laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I really like. There's real solidity uh, to them while still having like a fun graphic look, mm. but you're also not afraid to deform them for like a fun moment. Yeah. But then there are very, very real like human acting moments as mm. well, mm. where you feel like you're watching real people act and live out their their yeah, lives there's their, their drama dramas. there isn't there yeah yeah, yeah. so the characters uh, I've, I've just got a list broadly here they discover site b they do mm-hmm. a little bit of investigative work oh right that's right because gia stole a like a, har- a bit of hardware from the university and mm-hmm. they discover that some of the payments or something are going to this other site mm-hmm. out in the waitakere ranges mm-hmm. yeah so they figured this is where uh, the subjects are trapped. Arya says, yes, I was in another facility, mm-hmm. basically trapped and treated like a, a test subject. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't even like talk to us yeah. like people. They'd yeah, refer once to us the as cameras it. and the, the, world, the world can't see, it's like they just treat them as test subjects. It's more or less a prison, yeah. isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. like, it's a black yeah. site. Yeah. 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 And they discover on the news that because of the, you know, controversy of this person, uh, the subject fell off the sky tower and then was kidnapped by these other people. They've decided to end the program early. Yeah. And so Phoebe and the other subjects are being quote unquote sent home, yeah. mm-hmm. but they all know, Oh, they're going to this site where they're going to be imprisoned and mm-hmm. never released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they make their way there. They are scouting out the facility Oh, that's right. Mars, Mars sends out Phobos. Mm, um, the drone. Uh, uh, Deimos is like, sibling yeah. sibling drone yeah. and um while scouting it out one of the gods discovers it thinks it's you know just a, a corporate spy smashes it and the, hilarious on the next page there's like this tragic family flashback yeah. of, we'll be together forever <laughs> building them it's like it's like the opening of up like yeah, their yeah, whole yeah. life together <laughs> mourning yeah. for this modified little watch yeah. <laughs> it's oh, great i think one of the notes they were like can you cut this moment it's like too you know, random. Oh and no, I was like, it's no, so good. I'm keeping this. It's oh, really good. Like again, you've used like 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 color language, mm. where everything else is kind of like dark gray, blues, yeah. and then the flashback is, it's flashback colors. It's mm. you know, it's it's sepia, yeah, um, and happy, and, and yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah. So I really like that. Uh, they they steal from a couple of hikers. It's it's this like um. It's like a self-service log. Yes, I, I really like that. I don't know if those do those exist. Like probably you... somewhere the capsule. Hmm. You know those capsule hotels. They're probably like that right. where you just pay for it and then it opens. Mm-hmm. There are versions like that that now you can get if you go out for like multiple day hikes. Mm-hmm. You, can, you book a cabin, but yeah, right. this is the advanced version of that. It's cool. And so they swipe basically like all their hiking gear so that they can uh, camp out for the night mm-hmm. out in the wild, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the scene in the um, uh, the scene in the tent is just very cute, like mm. the soft lighting and everything, mm. the the intimacy of well, we're all sharing the small space together, and yeah, this is Mars and Ren getting getting closer still, you know, yeah. figuring yeah. out like you know what will happen after. Yeah, they're still under the impression that. They can send Ren back when this is all worked out. Yes, I really yeah. like that. Um, it's it's a very good like dramatic stake for the character mm. because with you're the reader, you're reading this for the first time. You're thinking, well, on the one hand, yeah, obviously I want Ren to stay in the future with Mars and all his friends. But on the other hand, you're like, but it's really sad to think about him just disappearing from yeah. his life and like his family not knowing what happened, Georgia yeah. not knowing. Yeah. You want him to go back and visit Georgia, all that yeah. sort of stuff. So it's it's good. You're feeling t- torn yeah. both ways. 
they they recruit uh, Tane to help them because they are the closest thing to someone on the inside yeah. that they have. And uh, there's a, I believe it is in this chapter, one of my favorite scenes, which is uh, Tane convincing Hiruni. Is that yes. their name? Uh, to uh, break up with their boyfriend <laughs> as a distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yes, they, yes, yes. yes, so Tane's role, Tane's role is to um, distract the security guard who is watching this facility. So they're like building up this like, I thought we had something. Yeah. You know, I, I, see I the noticed way the way you looked, you looked at, at me. me. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. The, then he runs off to go break up with his partner. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. I'll break up with him right now, I promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so the gang can sneak into the facility unseen. And there's like, uh, shots of the security camera footage of the gang getting in and Tani looking over the over he, his shoulder. Like, they just have to yeah. keep the conversation going somehow yeah, yeah. with like more and more dramatics. Yeah, for you, uh, you you've had a boyfriend all along and you've been hitting on me. Yeah, it's over, Richard. Hirini, you're all the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> really, really funny. Um, a, a standout character for sure. Yeah, great moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Now the characters are beginning their heist. They're mm. breaking into the facility. And it's classic heist stakes, which is mm-hmm. they make a plan, but as they're, you know, acting out the plan, one thing after another goes wrong. Yeah, you know? Works. Like, oh, we'll pick a lock. That's yeah. pretty easy. <laughs> oh, it's an electronic thing that needs a code. <laughs> yeah. And they get the code. Oh, but we also need to do it from the inside. We have mm. to get inside somehow. Mm-hmm. Really, really uh, clever and exciting. Mm. You know, that sense of danger of, uh-oh, are they going to get caught? Mm-hmm. And, and Phoebe, again, uh, doing her classic uh, her classic thing of she hears a crash going on, so she just decides to start pounding on her um, on her cell to pretend that was her. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. they don't catch yeah. on that someone's breaking in. Yeah. Clever, yeah. in character, you yeah, love to see it. She's been hinted into the fact that something might be on their way to rescue her, considering she's sore. Uh, Deimos rolling mm-hmm. through the facility. Right. They they send Deimos in, and then they realize, oh, right, Deimos can't do anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's great. Um, and the chapter ends with uh, Ren and Mars um, have split off from, uh, Gia, um, from Gia and Arya. Mm-hmm. And um, Ren smartly, but also like putting them in like more danger of changing the plan on the fly, mm-hmm. says... You know, we still don't actually know what's going on here. Mm. We're working on an assumption by Arya about mm. what's going on. Um, I think we need to actually find out for ourselves before we, you know, go through with this. Mm-hmm. So, Get evidence. Yeah. yeah. So Mars um, decides to go with them, you yeah. know? Mm. Yeah. Let's go into the belly of the beast yeah, to find out. Yeah, into the facility. Yeah. Now, th- at this point, they believe that the time travel machine is in this facility. Yes. Yes. Right? They just they they're like theorizing like well a time travel machine's got to be big there's yeah. no way they could hide it under the city right. so this right. facility way out in the middle or of the nowhere t- time travel um, alternate universe yes travel yes. machine yes. sure, sure. Slash at this point universe. yeah it's the big lab where all the things happen yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah. <laughs> uh, chapter five opens up with um, this is the last chapter yeah. of the book the big finale and the heaviest spoilers yes yeah. so yeah, yeah. I mean look <laughs> if you're still listening. <laughs> Stop and read the book. Yeah. Um, Unless you love spoilers. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun. Yeah. Unless it's you just... want to know the story first. Like when yeah. I, you know, I'm too scared to watch a scary movie, so I read the Wikipedia synopsis first. I mean, that's mm. a real thing. A lot of people do that. A lot yeah. of people like to actually know the spoilers. I didn't know this was a thing, but this is a thing more and more people like to know sort of the, the rough outline. So mm. when they're going into the book, there's even less anxiety about mm. what's sure. going on. Interesting. So yeah. that could be the case here. I would worry that someone would come across my book and be like, oh, it's one of those like 
I have to stop the future from happening before it happens. I'm uh-huh. going to go time travel. Mm. And it's like, it's no, not, no. not what it is. No, yeah. well, that is the thing. Like, like we're, we're talking more and more about the sort of the genre elements, mm. but like, it really is about the characters the whole way through. Very much so. Very and much that's, so. yeah, that really stands out. And it's so strong in that regard. The fact that from the get go, you're like, I just want to spend time with these characters, which is awesome. Mm. Yeah. Um, the chapter opens with um, a page that I must, that a couple of pages that I have to imagine were like quite intensive to plan because it's a lot of silent action mm. as the characters are sneaking around the facility and there's mm. only like a couple of word balloons, I think, from like people working in the facility. Um, did I notice on one page that one scientist had, the, it looked like a bunch of ring lights on their desk. I could be wrong. They could just be <laughs> random circles, but I was like, are they are they vlogging? <laughs> they're, yeah, like, they're like lights, but yeah, okay. they do look like ring lights. Okay. Yeah, probably um, inspired. <laughs> um, there's also a scene while they're sneaking around. Um, it's a big, it's a big character moment for Ren, where Ren makes this like speech. He's like, I need to tell you something, Mars, mm-hmm. and it's very funny because as the speech is beginning, it just seems like a series of like letdowns it's like look i know i said that i don't want to be with you and i found you annoying and all this stuff you're like geez all right Uh, but basically what they what they're trying to tell them is that like you know it's like we were saying before i i I would rather live in the moment because i don't know what's going to happen we don't know what's going on but uh there's always the worry as well that they they know they're at the machine that could possibly cause time travel Mm -hmm. and ren could end up going back in time yeah, and right. dying. Don't so want to fall terror. into it. Right, yeah. exactly. So yeah. it might be the last chance. <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point, at this point in the story, I was still kind of thinking, like, what's going to... Are we still going <laughs> to... There's only, like, 20 pages left. I know, I, but I was thinking, I was like, is there going to be something like they haven't like, falling yeah. into the machine? I thought yeah. maybe they'd both fall into the machine or yeah. something like that, so yeah. I, yeah, they've come across it, and they thought they would be illuminated by seeing it, but they're still not sure what yeah. it is. Because yeah. it doesn't look like what they had imagined. Yeah, it's not yeah. a big portal yeah. or anything. I loved it's, the design yeah. because it was yeah. kind of like a, it's just a machine. It's yeah. like when you see anything, when you see like the... Uh, what's, is that it? What's the, <laughs> the machine in, at CERN? The, the, the Hadron Collider? Yeah, when you see any part of it, you're like, yeah, nah, it doesn't look like anything. <laughs> I, I have to yeah, say, that's but, something I really liked because there's a thing in like, particularly in like sci-fi movies, where to like, to sell yeah. to the audience that this is like the bad guy's machine, they'll make it big and spiky mm. and scary and i just liked really how mundane it just looks like a bit of laboratory equipment but i like yeah. mars's oh it looks like a 3d printer yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, that's pretty cool yes, so yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Good, it's like a mixed clue i yeah. did yeah look up reference i was like designing it i was like okay it's like a mixture of like a sewing machine and a 3d printer it's and, great and then added extra bits and bobs and a little bed on it um yeah. by the way i don't want to skip past it um Ren makes this speech saying, yes. I want to live in the moment. And this is an important moment because uh, Ren kisses Mars. Yes. Right. Mm. Last time, I think it was the other way around, yeah. maybe. Um, so it's nice. It's nice to see that reciprocated at last. They're finally letting go of their, you know, fear of um, nothing mattering. Mm. Like, well, this mm. is this is the moment. Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot. Mm. Um, so they stumble upon this machine. Mm. They find... They find um, a folder that says Project Not, and I did have that moment of, ah, oh, they said the name, it's the title of the thing. Yeah, Yeah, it's Um, like a user manual mm -hmm. on the machine, you know, for the newbies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And And it's paper. It's like, it's like paper, which they're surprised, which I guess is clever because it can't be hacked. That's right. It can't be stolen. Someone has to get in here if they want to read it. Yes. Um, Also, I was really curious about, because this is where uh, Ren being like, 
brain box, the science nerd, um, like basically Mars. explains, sorry, Mars, <laughs> doi, um, explains, here's what's going on. Here's what the machine does. They deduce it by reading yeah. the notes, by skimming yeah. it. Um, I was curious, did you do any like research into like, for instance, like atomic, uh, subatomic particles are, yeah. are like referenced. Atomic duplication, yeah. energy to matter conversion, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them were existing theories or things that were trying to be, I don't know, they have talked about, you know, I was looking through like Reddit threads and things right. like that. Um, I think I came up with it first on my own and then I looked to see if these were things that other people sure. had theorized on. Um, so some of them were, some were just completely in my head and mm-hmm. This thing doesn't exist. Okay. Yeah. The well, the it's it was very sound as like a science fiction concept mm, yeah. when yeah. I read it. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that it sounded like it could be a plausible thing to someone yeah. who doesn't yeah. know science. Yes. Well, it was yeah. cool. It, basically, uh, the gist of it. So it's like my school report. This is what I understood. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're like, okay, every atom has a history that goes back to the beginning of time, mm-hmm. uh, and if they can duplicate uh, the history of those atoms. And they can, and if they have this machine that can convert energy back to matter, they can recreate matter at an earlier state. Mm. So essentially, what they have is a three D printer yes. that prints uh, a copy of someone from a specific point in history. Yeah. So yeah. they just wake up and boom, they yeah. feel like, oh, I was in nineteen ninety six. Now I'm in the mm. future. So they have discovered that these they aren't people from the the past mm-hmm. they haven't been plucked from an alternate universe they are actually clone clones. clones clone awesome. clone high clone high intro clone high clone high absolutely loved it it was yeah. great it was an as really good because you already felt like there was a twist totally you felt like you've been through several <laughs> twists already so like okay now i've got it yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, over there yeah, to be yeah. a final very thing very sad we were wrong all along because you weren't thinking about it. as soon as the multiverse sort of thing came into it i'd stop thinking trying to work out like ah what is this machine? What are they doing? I was like, oh, well, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for this twist to yeah, come, you always like, got to have a red herring along the way. Yeah. Go, yeah. Okay, that's it. That's it. You know, it's ah, great. Um, so Gia and Arya get jumped by a beefy security guard, mm-hmm. which is a fun moment because like it's a bunch of scientists, bunch of nerds. Yeah. We can take them. And then, uh oh, <laughs> the security guard looks pretty tough. Uh, Mars and Ren get tasered. Uh, yeah. Tani gets caught by uh, Hirani. So all the characters have been caught red-handed. Yeah. They're in big trouble. Um. <laughs> They, uh, uh, Rosalind Wiltshire shows up on set. Uh, she does, uh, the anime villain laugh. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Eliza, you also shows up and then suddenly she's like, oh, uh, you weren't supposed to be here and see this. Yeah. Uh, Rosalind's mommy, no happy. <laughs> Rosalind's supposed to be managing this thing and it's all going wrong. So yep. Eliza had to come and straighten things out. Yeah. I have to clean up your mess. Yeah. Uh, they call Ren an it. So like, they're really mm. not thinking about these mm. clones mm. as people at yeah. all. Mm. Um, and this is where we get like your Bond villain speech where they like, explain everything. Yeah. They're like, look, time travel is easier for the public to accept. Mm-hmm. We need more subjects to perfect this process because right now it's not perfect. Like mm-hmm. they aren't built to like last that long, which mm-hmm. is worrying. And also the funding. And then yeah. the spectacle of the time travel uh, charade ensures funding and public approval so they can keep doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, nailed it. So you're like, ooh, well, we've, uh, the, it, it's I, I liked it because it was really tidy. It all just yeah. made sense why totally. the villains were doing yep. what they were doing, yeah. right, you know, yeah. what their incentive was. Um, quick question: There's a bit where Mars like rushes one of them and it says Mars attack. Was that a Mars <laughs> attacks <laughs> reference? 
<laughs> yeah, because I definitely thought it was. <laughs> it's just where my mind went, but yeah. I was like, pretend it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I was like, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's what's what's it's what Mars is doing. Yeah. Uh, so they are. Um, oh, and there's a great villain moment where like they've ho- they've 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 managed to get away from um from Eliza Yu, and they've like put up a yeah. like a cupboard in front of the door. Mm. Eliza is like the devil, like trying to tempt them. She's mm. like, "We can make anyone you want." What's that girl you were writing to, Georgia? We can yeah. make her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, the the yeah. whole the whole thing's coming down, and yeah. like Roz realizes, like it's too late. They've uh they've they know everything. They're gonna get out of here. Everything's going tits up. Mm. Um, and convinces Eliza basically to run away with her because she's mm. like, "Look, I only did this to make you happy." Mm. This is our one chance to uh, to get away. So it's kind of a nice, like, it's not a redemption, but mm. you there's some human, there's still some humanity left in yeah. um in, uh, It Ross. gives a more relatable motive, yeah. which yes. is good. It also They're, ties up that, because you hinted at them being a thing yeah. earlier. So yeah. it's another, yet another little bow tied up, which is really yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 I really just wanted to write some, like, middle-aged, evil corporate lesbians. Nice. So I thought <laughs> that was just a fun, yeah. fun thing to have in my yeah. comic. Yeah. It's a good flavor. They they literally smash all the cages open, and uh, free the subjects. Uh-huh. Reunite with. I, I also like the restraint that there wasn't just like I don't know a cage with like Attila the Hun in it or something like that. <laughs> I was still like I'm expecting. I was expecting there to be a twist like that. To be oh like, right, and we're gonna bring back all the super villains from history. <laughs> I was expecting something, and then I was like, wait, this isn't what the story is. So I, I appreciate that. Part yeah. two. <laughs> uh, the the news hits the airwaves, and uh, the university and Chronotech are you know, uh, they're shut down. There are like yep. hearings, there are trials. Um, though, uh, Wiltshire and you have gotten away. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows quite where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we see, I believe we do see, uh, Hiroti getting arrested because they were monitoring the uh, facility. Uh, they, yeah, they pretty much anyone who had plausible involvement yeah. would have to face repercussions. Yeah. Like a lot of the university workers wouldn't because mm-hmm. they, they would just hide by the university. They sure. literally didn't know what was going on. Um, I mean, they might go through questioning, but you know, mm-hmm. like clearly you, you janitor weren't involved. In yeah. This. Yeah. The jerk with the beard. He's yeah. not, he's not going <laughs> to face serious treason charges. Yeah. He's probably um, lost his job though. Like, yeah. He's a jerk. So. Oh a lot yeah. Of, the, a lot of people. Yeah. yeah the university yeah. would shut down. So, um, yeah. I liked, um, I really liked um, the reporting of the podcast people. Tane grabs Glory on the podcast, mm. literally says, like, I was there, and I stood up to Eliza yeah. you personally and told yeah. her, what you're doing is wrong. <laughs> I took a bullet for me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was great. There's, um, th- and then there's a very somber uh, visual for, for the deceased, because mm-hmm. presumably, like, a lot of the specimens have died because, yeah. like, the cloning process isn't perfect. Yeah. Um, very touching moment, all done, like, Largely without dialogue. Yeah, and very tastefully too, yeah. considering it was said, yeah, I think it worked really well. Thank you. Yeah. I um, hinted at um, some other original characters that were dead, just all right. from the memorial uh, on their little headstones, um, just as a laugh. Mm. That was. <laughs> original characters <laughs> you know, of yours? You know, oh, no, right. like a character from Rock and Riot. Okay. And, you know, one of right. Kale's characters. I think I did see that. I like it's that. Just, it's just a joke. Like, yeah. I'm not really saying they're dead. I just, if yeah, you yeah. read my comic, <laughs> you need you'll, a name. you'll notice their it's name. An Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a funny thing. Sweet. Um, and then I did notice the, the, like, there's quite, to me, quite a strong color change in, like, this last section of the mm. book. Everything's just. Softer right. and brighter. Yeah. yeah, you feel that things are going well for the characters. Yeah. Gia and Phoebe are off on an OE, and mm-hmm. um, again, to what you were saying earlier, I really liked uh, this ending for that relationship because there is mm. sort of that like 
clockwork mindset you get into with movies and stuff where you're like, oh, well, the main conflict has been resolved. So now everyone pairs up mm-hmm. yeah. the end. Yeah. Uh, I really liked that uh, Gia doesn't want to rush into a new relationship and Phoebe accepts that, you know? Yeah. I'm, ha- I'm still happy And that their relationship can be more than a romantic one yeah, anyway. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like she yeah, says, like Phoebe's like, yeah, I'm happy if this is just like an awesome friendship. They just yeah. want each other in their lives. So I think mm-hmm. it's really nice. Yeah. yeah. I also noticed that like all the characters change their hair. I love just, it. Yeah, it grows a little bit. It's a nice way to yeah. show like the passage of time and yeah. the changes they've been through. Yeah. yeah. Mars has some green in his hair. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and the bleach has grown out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Arya, um, gives Ren, uh, like, the Project North folder that they had on him, the Chronotech folder yeah. of his original life. Yeah. And it's, I think, a very nice um, ending for his character. His whole arc is, like, he's been afraid of his future, doesn't know what he wants, mm. and now he does. He, he knows that he wants to stay here in the future with Mars, and so mm-hmm. he ends up deciding, I actually don't need to look at this, because that technically isn't me. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah so where does it help to know where your life would have gone mm-hmm. back in the day? And I just thought it was a really clever way to, like, give the audience both happy endings. Mm. Because Ren stays uh, in the future and lives with Mars. Uh, meanwhile, the, the last panel yeah. is OG Ren uh, yeah. finally meeting up with Georgia. Yeah. But the the Ren that fell off the Sky Tower is the only character. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, <laughs> he did. Very did. Yeah, I was still late to find out he survived so <laughs> No. Sorry, some people just died. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Th- presumably, there'd be like a was uh, in your in your mind. Was there a was there like a plaque for that Ren in like the vigil, or is that too confusing for people? Mm. You know, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on. You know, as you've been talking about the plot, I have little moments where I'm like, oh, I should have done, I should have done that different, like something else. Oh, I, like, I realized oh, I should have done that. What? Um, the hunt. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> That's There's what this is missing. The clone high. <laughs> so that's that's the book. Yeah, from start to finish. Mm. Um, I think it's fair to say we all really enjoyed it. Yes, yes. thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. Does anyone have more questions? Because I've just been reading off a long list of plot points that I wanted to cover. <laughs> I think we've talked a lot about all like the the great design, mm. uh, the world building, the mm. futurism, all the the just the really good writing of the characters even just on a script level yeah um the really the really um exciting lighting changes that mm-hmm. you made on every page totally it's a long book how many pages 330 <laughs> and I, I will also say even the actual like production of the book mm-hmm. is yeah. really nice like the yeah. printing the cover all that sort of thing really nice and were you involved with all that like when, when the uh not the, really i mean i drew the cover and stuff sure but mm. i didn't have any involvement in like the manufacturing or printing mm-hmm. or laying out okay. the book you know there's the inside pages of like the acknowledgements and mm. stuff it's like that because was all a designer who did that mm. rock and riot yeah you did all that printing yeah. yourself yeah that was all self-published through amazon so how do you feel when someone else hands you your book. It's nice. It's a good feeling. Right? <laughs> you were happy with the job yeah. that they did. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. It's oh, a good book. One yeah. tiny thing, design-wise, that I also liked is that when a scene takes place during the day, oh, yeah. it's got a white border around yeah. everything, yep. and then at oh, night, right. it's dark. Yeah. And yeah. if you look at the side of the book, you can yeah. kind of get like... It's the night ki- scenes? Yeah, yeah. it's mm. kind of like, if you've ever seen that blog where it's like the color of film, and it just mm. like takes yep. a film, squishes it down to a bunch of color frames. Yeah. It's really nice. Mm. A very cute, another just thoughtful design choice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 
one other question I did have since we brought it up earlier is if there were to be an adaption, mm. have you thought about like, um, were you, A, were you thinking about any voices uh, for the characters, um, any particular like actors when you were writing it? Or have you thought about who you might, who you in your blue sky thinking who you would cast as certain characters? Uh, and are we talking live yeah. action or an animated adaptation? Because this right. could easily be live action too. Well, it's, it's hard because it's set in New Zealand, so they would all be kiwi mm. so i, I really right. don't know enough actors to play the characters but i'm honestly like if a studio hands me money they can do whatever they want right yeah. they can put Very it in america fair. if they want i understand that'd probably be easier right for them because i wouldn't be surprised it. though if it was live action that it would be filmed here because so many productions yeah. are being filmed here mm-hmm. yeah i'm an extra on tv shows and like every show is being filmed here at once mm. so it could happen yeah and uh, yeah i i agree with the uh it's the john carpenter philosophy of like if you want to pay me, uh, <laughs> take it and run. Yeah, I can do yeah, what I like with it. That's the thing, isn't it? Um, Frank Miller, who sort of says, I made the comic. That's mm-hmm. my thing. Mm-hmm. You want to make a movie of it, that's your thing. Yes. Right? So. I feel like a, a Netflix series would be really fun. Yeah. Because I would imagine the first episode is entirely separate from the main cast where you just go through a different subject and a different student Mm. having maybe like a romance arc or something and it's just a neat tidy one episode they go through and then they're sent home at the end and it's like that's the end of the episode that's great that's the thing where it like wraps up to set up the premise and then and then you see later on when you find out the truth you realize the implications of that Uh, first episode especially if we really fell in love with them in the first episode right and then that's the thing is, that even if they don't do, like, a straight adaption of the book verbatim, like, There's it's just so a fun much, idea yeah. that you can run with There's and tell so original stories with. with. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Well, we've been going a while, folks. Okay. We've, we've covered just about everything that I could possibly think to say about the book. So if you haven't read it, and you're still listening, <laughs> you can pick it up at all the all the uh, retailers that we've mentioned. I Is there anything else that you want to plug? What's the, the Mars... Um, Instagram account? Oh, yeah. It's Nathaniel Mars on Instagram and Twitter. Cool. Um, but if you can't spell it, if you can find my Twitter or Instagram, mm-hmm. Cherry Art, C-H-E-R-I-I Art. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've linked to his Twitter all the time and Instagram, so you can find it through there. Nice. Yeah. Right. Excellent. And yeah. just, what's the plan for the future? Mm. Like what's what's next for Chelsea? Um, what can we look forward to? I'm currently <laughs> scripting a new graphic novel. That I hope to pitch by the end of the year, but you know, graphic novels is such a long process. So right. even if it if I pitched it by the end of the year, it probably wouldn't be out for another four or five years. Yeah, yeah. So you sure. haven't learned your lesson. <laughs> <laughs> After three hundred well, something pages, you want more. I'm going to try and get more money in a bigger team. Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, I can't yeah. do that, then I probably won't make another graphic novel. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. So lessons have been learned. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And if people want more, the best thing to do is support the book. Yeah, support the author. This as is much a as possible. this is a great gift. I've bought it for yeah. a, I've bought it for a friend already, and yeah. I'm thinking about some other, particularly young readers in my life that would be interested in this because mm-hmm. I think it's gonna yeah really grab young people, and it's perfect for twelve and up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. nothing nothing uh, nothing graphic, mm-hmm. some serious ideas, but nothing that yeah. uh, someone that age can't handle. Excellent. So is that, that's Project that, Not. That's Project yeah. Not. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah, Five years in the making. I'm so excited yeah. to finally be able to read it and talk about it. Thank you. Thanks so much for uh, no, this Chelsea. Awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah. This was yeah. a lot of fun. Thanks yeah. for chatting with us yeah. about it, Chelsea. Yeah. Really appreciate it. And no. thanks, Matt, for uh, for coming and helping us out. Compliment, filling filling out our filling out our book club here. Yeah. No, it was great. It's yeah, it's such a cool project, and I've sort of uh, seen and heard Chelsea working on it for so long. So when it did finally come out, it's it's 
Yeah, yeah. An so amazing you would sort of see this unfold from over yeah. Chelsea's shoulder. I yeah, mean, yeah, a little bit. Like, so when you finally held it in your hands, yeah, how did you feel about oh, it? Oh, I was so fucking relieved that it looked good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that yeah. it printed nicely, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. you know what I mean, like all that stuff. Because I've also had those sort of projects come through when you hold it, and the, I've I've picked up a a book from the printer where they printed it wrong or something. Oh, something right. was just not how yeah. you imagined. So I'm so pleased that it looks, not only does it look this good, but that it looks good to Chelsea. The fact that it looks good Absolutely, to you is yeah. awesome. So yeah, super also, exciting. I'm relieved. Whenever someone, whenever someone that I'm friends with makes something, I'm always really crossing my fingers that it's good, not just for their sake, but for mine. Yeah. So that I don't have to like <laughs> Do pretend the to yeah, love yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. that they made. Yeah. I genuinely did love the book. Thank so you. congratulations. Yeah. Thank you for making a good book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well... Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Great. So until next time, when we'll be chatting with more of the talented folks from our studio and beyond, keep mucking around. <laughs> <laughs>